like you can't li- you can't look at life through a textbook. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Well, here's here's what this is, and yeah. you know, it means this, and like and then like if you go back and look like in yeah you know, this you know in this era, this is what I meant. <laughs> I'm like that's great, and like you're making really good points. And I hear what you're saying, but so what? You know what I mean? Like real life doesn't yeah. live through a textbook. It- I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. And in today's episode, we are joined by returning guest, Jordan Christ, who, a man who needs no introduction, and Alex Ivy first-time guest. She is a recent graduate from Columbia College in Chicago with a degree in fashion business. And she recently graduated, and with that, she's now started an internship at Shuffle Presents, which is a fashion event organizer. And she kind of goes in this episode a little bit into her fashion background and why she got into something called fashion business, you know, because that's not something everyone would be the first to think about within the fashion world and on top of that this is a extremely wide ranging conversation but we go into the ideas of influence and social media tying that in together and then also on how to get information and as a disclaimer i do want to mention we do do some time warping here so we do discuss the liam neeson um controversy a little bit here and we also talk about jack dorsey who is the ceo of twitter and his basically what happened on his podcast with joe rogan which happened in early january and then i do mention they do a round two or they had planned on doing a round two and that has already happened and this is now march uh 11th or 12th depending on when you'll hear it so just to kind of place it in the time continuum here we we had this conversation in late january or so So without further ado, everyone, just kind of clearing the books there on that one. And if you're interested in anything in particular, there is a link on feedingcuracy.net and you can find all of the show notes with what we talked about throughout the episode with timestamps. So you can listen to the parts that you are interested in most. So please enjoy my conversation with Alex Ivey and Jordan Chris. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of Feeding Curiosity, and today we're joined by returning guest Jordan Chris. What's the And first-time guest, Alex. Hi. <laughs> so, since it's your first time, Alex, go ahead and explain your little bio. You know, this standard stuff. So, I just graduated with a bachelor's degree in fashion business. Um, I have an internship now. And what? Yeah, it's at a partnership like agency slash mm-hmm. music slash events agency. Whoa, it's like, like a little bit of everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like started off with like a music label mm-hmm. and then they like expanded and now they do like events and pop-up shops and like touring and 
they partner with people and wow. it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> is that like Chicago area basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they like help independent brands like get noticed like fashion brands and like music brands and like okay. everything. So it's kind of like they find artists and stuff mm-hmm. and then they kind of sponsor them basically to mm-hmm. get them exposure and then by extension yep. <laughs> they get exposure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So my question then from there is how did you get into something that combines like fashion business, right? Because most people mm-hmm. wouldn't think to do the fashion business portion. They would think to just go straight to like the creative aspect, right? right. Like mm-hmm. Design or something. Yeah, like design or yeah, which actually, is fitting because we had just had Courtney on. So she yeah, right. <laughs> I actually like didn't know what to do in like the fashion mm-hmm. business side for a long time, and like I was looking up all these internships, and like none of them seemed. Like, like something I would want to do. Yeah. And then I found that one and it was like fashion events. Yeah. Internship. And I was like, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like reading all the like responsibilities and stuff for the internship. Mm-hmm. And it was like exactly what I wanted to do really. That's awesome. But yeah, it was kind of hard actually to find an internship yeah, for I, just I, like I, business. Because a lot of it is like you have to do marketing or like. Yeah. It's like the like more graph- yeah, yeah. Like graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Or like ad related. Mm-hmm. It's it's surprising there wouldn't be more. Like I was surprised yeah, no, uh, as you were searching because uh, uh, it's such a like a high volume industry. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of people are into fashion. You think there's like especially because like, the like with social <clears throat> media, like able to increase exposure. Yeah. You know, just the amount of eyeballs it's, that it can be on it now is kind right. of crazy. Um, it, it's such a strange world too because it's like. It's for for the longest time is like the creative world and like the business world have always kind of been their own separate elements. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to a podcast uh, with Cal Fussman. He does big questions. And so he was a journalist like writing for like Esquire and things like that. But okay. basically if he went to there was always like this invisible wall between the journalist people and then the sales people or the right. marketing people. So mm-hmm. they so it's like if you ever like and it was put there by both sides. So, like, if you ever be, were a journalist and you crossed the wall, you became ostracized by your own journalist people right. or and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now it's even more – I think th- that fake wall has is, like, this thing that can't exist anymore because yeah. everybody has to do – understand it because you're selling, you know, your product at every stage, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird how it changed. I mean, even in music, it's more like mm-hmm. it used to be like, all right, you're just a musician. Yeah. Focus on that. And now, like – these companies want people to be a brand yeah. for lack mm-hmm. of a better I mean, term Spotify already. is a great yeah. example of that. Like, yeah. And like, I mean, even for us as podcasters now, the, so we, I didn't get a chance to talk about it on side of text, but mm-hmm. Spotify has acquired our host platform. Right. They, they've acquired anchor.fm. And so Spotify, they acquired anchor and they acquired Gimlet. So Gimlet media is like a, one of the other major um, podcast hosting services. That's like from the, first wave i guess you'd call it like mm-hmm. um and so it's crazy that these companies are now starting to like throw all this money in like i think it was like 200 million or something to buy Jeez. gimlet <laughs> yeah and so the, the the idea is that they're trying to democratize audio is the is the okay. big thing and so as like you said you asked about how many people are listening to podcasts and stuff mm. it's i think podcast like spotify is number three for like as far as uses go overall yeah overall uses like plays so obviously um apple's number one yeah i was gonna say number two i believe is stitcher it's either i think it's close now between stitcher and spotify since ever since they added podcasts which i want to say is like eight months ago 
So it's it's a weird we're in a really weird time, but like yeah. when big companies are starting to recognize podcasts as a viable <laughs> source of income, it really is. Well, I mean, it's because it's so different than like a average song link was like three minutes, yeah, if not less, there. yeah, something like that. And so, uh, average podcast, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but I would say like half hour, half like hour average. to yeah, half hour where ours is like an hour, yeah, <laughs> on average. And then if you go to the even weirder Rogan esque territory you're going talking two, two three hours, hours yeah. for a podcast <laughs> so it's like the whole opposite of this whole yeah. paradigm of how to, people take in information yeah um but yeah just it was one of the things i've been thinking about lately with all this stuff since i saw it yeah um, it's, it's just yeah i mean i think the internet is plays a huge part in how you kind of had to tear down those invisible walls you're talking yeah. about because like even in fashion it's like that even recently, like I've noticed a shift. I don't know if you have so much. I'm sure you have <laughs> more so than I did. But like with stuff like Fashion Nova, mm-hmm. like I didn't like I kept seeing it, but I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. But like I knew the name. Like I recognized the name before I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, "Oh, that's the actual like clothing line or mm-hmm. whatever." And like the way they <laughs> market it was through like so. It's like social different. media. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, that's how they became known because, like, all these influencers and stuff yeah. wear their clothes. Oh. And that's, like, a really big thing in fashion is, like, influencers right. on Instagram, like, wearing their brand. That's, yeah. like, their best way to market that's so, their brand. That's such a strange thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, the fact that, like, individuals can be bigger than, like, companies yeah. <laughs> yeah. to drive products. I mean, that's always been a thing. Though. Mm-hmm. Like, advertisements you get, like, yeah. the rock to be right, the face yeah. of. Under Armour or something, but I mean, like it's it's less about the the, the superstar, like the, yeah. yeah. It's more like now you can be like I don't know a normal, like a normal, like a quote unquote normal person, but be known for like I don't know working out or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you and could then, become it so easily too. It's not even like yeah. you have to become famous. Like that kind of yeah. takes a it's while. Like every, everybody could <laughs> yeah. become it, right? right. Yeah. The option is there. Just somehow, you know, it's almost like one of those things is always weird. It's like when I, like for even for this podcast, so it's kind of like. I have podcasts that are my favorite and I would assume those could get plays. Mm-hmm. But then like when it actually falls out, you know, when the dust settles, it's like, oh, wow, these other ones are like, like mm-hmm. it doesn't even like correlate in any way. Like you can't tell like which one has the magic, you know, yeah. like the, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what you would call it. The, the social media hit. I forget what the word is now. Viral. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how am I forgetting this? <laughs> um, the one question I want to ask you, cause we were talking about, um, I'm taking a class on supply chain management right now, but they're talking about trends basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a way of, so standardized, like the standard way, like old way of doing it is like you look at trends and company, like old school companies try to make fashion like six months ahead. Mm-hmm. Like they have yeah. to start six months behind, like they have to start in winter t- to figure out what's going to be spring. Yeah. Like and a season. Yeah. Seasonal yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so there's like new companies like H&M was one of our examples that does like on the fly, basically. So within yeah. a week or something, they can get a new style out there. If someone on like, say social media, mm-hmm. something goes popular, they can be fast movers. Yeah. So do you know anything about that? <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of. It's so that's called fast fashion, mm-hmm. and that's why like H and M and like like Forever Twenty One and stuff are like looked down upon, kind of because. Oh really? Yeah, because fast fashion means that like Zara too is like a big one, mm-hmm. but. That means they're putting out, like, 
new styles and stuff so fast, like you said, like by like weekly. Yeah. That it's cheaper material and it doesn't uh, last long. So then like people will buy an outfit for one night and then it's not like good quality. So <laughs> yeah. they, they don't wear it anymore. And then it's like bad for the environment and stuff because then they just like throw it away or whatever and then buy something else. Yeah. Okay. So like fast fashion. It has its drawbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like buying stuff that's more quality than like you keep it for longer and mm-hmm. then they don't have to work as hard in the factories to like make more stuff. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's it. Interesting. Yeah, so I, it, it seems cooler because they don't have to, like, do it the season before, like you said. Yeah, where it has a long development yeah. cycle, I guess yeah. you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But it's actually worse. I yeah, in, in the long run, because <laughs> yeah. you have, like, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably more wasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're, just in general, because if you're changing inventory every week mm-hmm. with a new product, that yeah, just sounds yeah. Yeah, terrifying yeah. <laughs> from a logistic standpoint. <laughs> and like, then also, there's, like, a lot with, like, the factory workers and stuff. Yeah. And, like, not getting paid. And that has to do with, like, fast fashion, too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wonder where the source... I'm assuming it's, like, South America or China would be the Mm -hmm. sourcing or India. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, because it... The clothes have to be so cheap Mm -hmm. for it to be fast fashion because no one's going to spend... $300 $300 on a shirt and throw it away and then buy it again. So, like, the yeah. thing with fast fashion is that it's cheap. Yeah. So, you could just buy a $7 shirt. Yeah. And then, since it's so cheap, they're not paying the employees enough because they can't because yeah. the clothes aren't, like, making that much yeah. of a profit because they're so cheap. Yeah, I mean, factory work is just mm-hmm. so terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've it heard is. about companies that, like, the companies that make the cell phones. Something like, shoot, what are they called? Sweatshops? Yeah. More or less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they... they so those people, they live on campuses in China and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like they live on like basically dorm rooms almost. Right. I knew they, the iPhone. Yeah. The app, Apple one. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. The Apple one's but... crazy. Like they, I think they make like $12, like it's equivalent of like $12 a year or something. Yeah. What? But like, yeah. I mean, it costs less to live, but it's still. Not $12 really, well, a yeah, year. Well, yeah, not $12 a year, but like. In our is, money. In yeah, our money. Yeah. It's, yeah. It equates to like $12 a year or something. And they, and they work like 12 hours a day. Yeah. And it's, it's really shift dumb. work. They live on campus. They do the same thing every day. Like if you're a, I don't know, like you're the circuit board installer. And mm-hmm. so all you do is you just, you maybe you're not even doing something. Like they just are inspecting the line and making sure something's not messed up or something. And they just sit there and do that every day. Yeah. And some of them are they like. They get no days off. It's like seven days a week type thing. I mean, I feel like it could be. And like yeah, some of them are really, yeah. Say, it's not like yeah. The I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the the cell phone is, even though it's like eight hundred dollars, it's a lot cheaper, and I'm using cheaper in quotes, than if like it was made here or manufactured yeah. in the United States. Yeah. And that's why, <laughs> like, there's a lot of bad conditions for fashion, like production companies. The workers, yeah, the workers yeah. and stuff, but like. It's like a really big deal now and a lot of people are starting to notice that and mm-hmm. brands that do that, like people are starting not to shop at their stores anymore really? because they're finding out that that's what they do. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would never have guessed that because like, I, I, obviously I'm not like super knowledgeable in fashion, but like the one that comes up as a really good business example is uh, Tom's mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, for every pair of shoes that people buy, they donate a pair in, I believe, Brazil. Well, I think yes. now I think it now it changes depending on location, but initially it started in mm-hmm. Brazil or Argentina, yeah, in South America, America. Um, and I, I think that's such a cool example because they they have the factories down there where they manufacture their shoes, mm-hmm. and then they get shipped 
to the United States to to be distributed. Yeah. So I, that's I think that's like a cool like a good partnership rather than just leveraging lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Low, lower production costs. Yeah. There's like yeah like like sustainability yeah. and like stuff like that is really becoming like something that people want to yeah. shop at. You Absolutely. know, like it really matters nowadays. And before it would just be like, oh, I like their clothes. I'm just gonna shop yeah. there. But now people really care about. Like the ethics, ethics and, stuff. and yeah, yeah like sustainability how, and all that. Yeah. We're in this really weird place where now, because people are becoming more and more informed. Mm-hmm. And because every company has a website and things like yeah. that, yeah. you can't hide anything. You really you just can. can't. You really can't, yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, um, you know, with, with this week of all this stuff with, like, the media outrage stuff, which we, I don't know if we want to go too deep into that yeah. with the controversy. We can. It's up to you. Yeah. And because, um, like, the, so the, there's been rounds of people podcasts talking about all this stuff with Twitter and basically like the, some of the journalists say that Twitter destroyed like standard journalist, journalistic stuff. Cause now Twitter is a f- place that people can like farm information from, mm-hmm. even though it may or may not be correct. You know, yeah. they, and they use that to like, it could be, I don't even know. I don't want to even say Buzzfeed, but it could be like a Forbes article and they mm-hmm. like cite Twitter as their source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it could be like a business insider or something. And they source like a video from YouTube yeah. as like a talking point controversy right. thing. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Since <laughs> when? It's like. <laughs> not credible. Yeah. But I mean, take that into account. You know what I mean? It's like. You can, yeah. That's, that's not new to now. Like that's there's always been people who credit yeah. unreliable sources. That's uh, I guess that's fair. Or like, oh well, I have a source. Who's your source? Can't say. Great. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, always, that's always been a thing. So I feel like insider information or something, yeah, or like yeah. a I, reputable source. Right. Yeah. It's like I mean, you, you know, you have the good and the bad. You got to take it for what it is. I don't have a problem with the Twitter media journalism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what the name you call it. I was yeah. trying to fumble <laughs> like, around there. Just call it like social media news, or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't, there's no problem with that. I mean, I feel like for the journalists who are saying it's killing their industry or whatever, or hurting their industry, they just they didn't adapt to it. Or they're yeah. not trying, they're not finding a correct source to yeah. go off of. Yeah, it's like figure out how to, okay, like, yeah. at, at, change is going to happen. Yeah. Like, nothing is going to stay the same. Ever. I, I think you'd have to do more legwork. Because, like, I, so I, I purposely, when I go on Twitter, I was like, I only follow people that, like, I know are reputable sources in their own right, right. so don't, don't regurgitate yeah or, or just not like the clickbaity people it's all like people from podcasts that are like ceos of their own businesses you know reputable health people mm-hmm. or authors all that kind of stuff right you know i stay away from the not gray zones but the people that just spew garbage basically right. like the overly or, opinionated yeah almost. the overly opinionated and if i see overly opinionated people i just it's like i don't block people because i don't really go on to just scroll forever and get lost mm-hmm. in it right. <laughs> right. but it's just like i i purposely try to find people that have opinions worth following so that it's mm-hmm. like oh if they share something then it's like probably worth looking at right right <laughs> At least mm-hmm. that's the way I see it. Yeah. I guess when I say, let me clarify, when I say overly opinionated, opinions are fine, but like they're only not fine when you can't respectfully like mm-hmm. enforce it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're just like, well, this is how I think. Well, why? Yeah. I don't know. Because the, you know, like, and it's just like, all yeah. right, you're just talking. Well, you know because, I, mean? I mean, it makes sense. Like, maybe some people wouldn't like overly opinionated because like whatever, but like if you're not willing to move on any subject, then it's not yeah. even worth yeah, you gotta, be able to, yeah. you gotta be able to have a discussion yeah. at the same time. Um, actually, this brings up because I know Alex, you don't use like any social media really, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 
Which, yeah, it's really interesting because in the fashion world, everything is social media. Like, doing my internship, I actually am supposed to get social media, like, all of it. Yeah, and, like, the guy who does it was like, oh, how often do you use um, Instagram? And I'm like, oh, I actually don't have one. He's like, that's really interesting. Like, how do you know about anything? (laughs) And I'm like, I still, sometimes I do look at, like, Instagrams yeah. of like influencers and stuff like that yeah. just to like say, I mean it's easy enough to search yeah regardless. yeah like you don't have to have one to like look at things mm-hmm. but it is really interesting yeah. that I don't have one <laughs> is there any reason you don't chose not to have one or anything like that um I just was on it a lot oh, really? and yeah like too much so then mm-hmm. when I deleted it it was just like a lot better because I didn't worry about it and everything yeah. so it's been like two years now oh wow okay I only That's have awesome. snapchat so I do read stuff on snapchat still <laughs> yeah so there's like magazines and stuff on there so yeah that's one of the weirder platforms too. it like changed so much yeah can I, just, can I just touch on that so I never used to pay attention to those magazines I know like you read them yeah so the other day I was looking through them and it is like nothing but click like I'll I'll see something like oh that right? looks interesting so I'll click on it and, and then I'll go yeah. through the whole thing and it's not even and in there yeah. Wait, what? yeah like <laughs> it the does thing, happen yeah not even there and I'm like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I just go through that? You know, I got so mad. Yeah. Wait, like this, all the things? Yeah. Yeah, really? yeah there was this, uh, if mm-hmm. I can, I wish I can remember exactly what it was. There was something about some sort of animal or something. Like sea, like some sort of sea water animal. Yeah. Um, like something about Manatee? a shark or something. I I can't remember. I it's no probably idea. not important. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't important. But I was like, oh, that seems interesting. So I was just clicking to find it. And it was just like, this celebrity did this. Oh, Kylie Jenner was seen yeah. doing this. And I'm like, what the hell? And then it went to like a whole other magazine. And I'm like, yeah, like, it does. Yeah, that's what happens. Like every time I click on it, that's and so even sometimes weird. it'll be like, "How does Rihanna feel about this?" or something as a thing, and you click it, and it's just like a whole bunch of different memes. That's not really like how she feels, yeah. but Rihanna's in one of the memes about something. Like it's, yeah, it's really. That's what happens yeah. when you have a company that's not actual like news source that mm-hmm. just kind of says, "Oh, wait, you want us to be sponsored on our platform? Cool. Yeah, just yeah. throw us whatever you want." It's yeah. like it's literally. <laughs> clickbait like yeah they literally i think they get paid off how many like views they get probably it's it's just cpm and mm -hmm. or they just have contracts with these companies they say all right you can be hosted on our platform you just got to give us you know x amount of whatever dollars Mm -hmm. it is (laughs) i don't know how it works i mean some of them are like some of them do have it depends on who you are but for the most part anything that i feel like when you look at it you can tell if it's like okay that's gonna be bs Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you can just see it and just feel like you can just have a feeling for it yeah (laughs) yeah but so. there, yeah, there are some though. Like Daily Mail, I read that every day, and it's like <laughs> oh, every <God>. day. <laughs> but it'll be like something about celebrity, and then celebrity, and the next one is like an actual like news. Like <laughs> this kid got locked in a house, and like what? his family left it. Like a really crazy news story, and then the next one will be like, oh, but this celebrity was just out in New York today. Like it's <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> goes, but, yeah, uh, the highs and lows of the yeah. internet. <laughs> All in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all your, next thing you know is like they're gonna talk about a story about how someone saved a cat from a tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, like, <laughs> like they do that already. Yeah, <laughs> that is so weird. I mean, it's, it's so strange too. Like now you can see like meme or like those funny like you know videos where people like jump from stuff and hurt themselves or whatever mm-hmm. at like bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just like the like you just see those playing now and it's like endless it's, loops yeah. of them. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. how is that getting monetized? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank Rob Deerdeck. Or right, you're right. Oh, there was one before him. What was, uh, there was a show just like his show. What was it called? N- Not Ridiculousness, but the one before that? Yeah, and it was like Tosh. Tosh oh, Tosh.0. Uh, Tosh. Oh. Yeah, it was like the same thing. Whatever happened to that guy? 
I don't know. He, I had never. He was a weirdo. Him. He's yeah. kind of a douche. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I thought he was. I never thought he was like super funny. Yeah, but I'm like he's kind of funny just because he's an asshole. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was the draw. I think <laughs> if you liked him, you you liked it because he was blunt and yeah. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it was like whatever but yeah like just make money off anything yeah. <laughs> hey Literally. i i found another thing because me and joe were talking texting back and forth about how we could make money about just <laughs> stupid things yeah we were having a tangenting conversation yep. I'll, I'll have to tell you what he actually said <laughs> off air because it was just typical joe yeah. <laughs> but uh we were talking and he's like he's like i'm like do you think we can make money off this and he's like i don't know and i'm like well if gwyneth paltrow can sell stickers that are supposed to heal you Oh, yeah. We're, I think it was you talking yeah, about the last time we were Yeah, here. I, I looked it up because I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. fact check myself yeah. to make sure it was real. And yeah, it's like a company called Goop or Gop or something. And it's just stickers that are supposed to make you feel good about yourself. Like literal, they're just stickers. They're just stickers. Like you put them on? Yeah, you, you, you wear it, yeah. your sticker, the sticker on your body somewhere and you're just supposed to heal you. It doesn't work. It's just a sticker. And, like, you, it's and she sells them. And they're like $12 a sticker or something. Holy shit. So, so basically, if you can yeah. convince people that it's worth buying, then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel bad about myself that I have to feel bad about asking for 99 cents to buy, yeah. to like subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. People out there buying $12 stickers. Stickers that do not <laughs> That literally don't do anything. $12 for a sticker. I'd be like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> That's... I wonder what it's oh, supposed man. to like, supposed to... Do I don't know. Like, supposed to have in it? Yeah, like, it's like a well-being they... sticker. And I wish I had like a monitor that we could pull this yeah. up right now. And, like... <laughs> Man. Yeah. How do you even like market that? I don't know. Like, what is it supposed to have in it? Yeah. That also, makes you feel it was good? A, speaking of weird weird articles that show up. I think it was a Forbes article that I had found and shared to Joe. <laughs> 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 so Forbes thought it was worth talking well, about. I mean, <laughs> the timing is right because yeah. like the you know health and well-being is like big now. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, she got that down. She's like, oh. Yeah, the sticker does that. But yeah, what would a sticker have in it that would really... I, I don't know. Like Whatever, man. You... Do I, you, I can't right? the hustle, right? It's not, you know... Hey, I don't... Hey, you, if you can convince someone to buy it, go for yeah. it. But like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I'm curious now. <laughs> like, I mean... If it really worked, that'd be I mean, cool. we all remember yeah. when we could find Pet Rocks, which I'm assuming is even more of an industry now than it was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ten years ago when we first found out about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's the world's weird. World is weird. It's very weird. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I guess we should. We brought it up. We should talk about the. Uh, what was it? All the the controversy the, yeah, of this all week. Those, all the. I mean, there's more than one, but yeah, there's a big one. There's the big one. Um, if you want to talk about it, because I feel like yeah, it, it mean, may help clear the air a little bit. With yeah, we can tell Joe to listen yeah. to it and stuff. And I, and I think me and Joe will talk about it off. Yeah, air, obviously. Just obviously. Yeah. Um, but all right, so the basic basic thing what happened is Liam Neeson. You know who that is? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, said, I saw that on Daily Mail. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Reputable source. Yeah. Yeah. Daily Mail's on lock yeah. right now. <laughs> Shout out Daily Mail. <laughs> yes. um, no, so I'm sure everyone's most everyone's heard of it. But for those who haven't, I'll give the quick summary. So Liam Neeson, famous actor who was in Taken, Star Wars, yada yada yada. Um, he was doing a press run. <clears throat> On his most recent movie, I forget the name, Cold something, Cold Pursuit maybe, um, doing the press run. And while he was on a talk show, was talking about how he connected with this sorry, I'm laughing, connected with this character in the movie off of Vengeance because he had a trail for Revenge before 
and one of his friends was sexually assaulted by an African-American male, and that's the only thing she knew about it. So his response was to go out into an African-American community and just search for a black person. And he had a, what do you call it? Some British or Scottish, whatever his term, but it was basically like a, like a blackjack okay. or something. Like a ton. Yeah, he called it something. I forgot what he said. Um, to find someone to kill, like a black person to kill. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so that's that. So I'm surprised there's a controversy in the first place. Yeah. It's just kind of like, are you dumb? What? For, okay. First of all, <laughs> like, why? there's so many things that are just like, what is your pro- Why are you doing that in a press run for a movie? One, why is that when you're like, yeah, this is a good time to tell this story? Yeah. And yeah. That's my first issue. I'm like, that was odd. That was just weird. Timing, not there. Not yet. You had many other opportunities. To come out and be like, yeah, I, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Not saying he wasn't remorseful. I'm not saying he didn't. You know, he later came out and said he, uh, you know, Th- did This things. is like, what, 20 or something years? It was a long four, time 40 ago. 40 years yeah, this was, later? This is a long time ago. So it's not mm-hmm. like it happened last week. This happened a long time ago when he was younger. Um, I mean, the guy's like 60 or, like, he's an older guy. So yeah, he, it's not like he was a kid when it happened. He was, you know, <laughs> he was, he was, he was in, in his, his 20s. 20s. So, I mean, you're an adult. You know what I mean? So. It's not that he he realized what he did was wrong, right? And then he took steps to kind of rectify that, like his own thinking. Yeah. So that's respectable in and of itself. But let's not, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. What if you're like, all right, let me try to think of an example that makes sense. Say, say I wronged you. I'm pouring out ones. I'll say I wronged you somehow. Mm-hmm. Let's say. I mean, it's not going to equate, but let's just say I stole something like that was important to you that you needed. You know yeah. what I mean? And you found out, or you never found out who took it, right? Let's say that. You never mm-hmm. found out. You just knew it was gone. And then 10 years later, um, we're talking, we're doing a podcast. And I'm like, oh, by the way, Wenzel, yeah, I stole your car. Yeah. Or whatever. whatever <laughs> yeah, I stole is. whatever the thing yeah. was. You're, are you going to be like, and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, though. Are you going to be like, oh, no, it's okay. You're going to be like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Of the, yeah, any yeah. other time, had, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but, and that's probably a terrible example, but I, you know, I'm trying to think of a better one. But Off the it top just, of your head. Yeah, it just the timing of it. Like you're promoting a movie that's based on revenge, and mm-hmm. you're, the time that you were like, yeah. I'm going to tell this story is how you're trying to describe how you can relate to the character. Like why? And now I feel like that's going to do the opposite. Yeah. Like now that you've told that story, people the, are going to be like, I don't want to see that movie now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, or also was he? I didn't really hear that much about it. Do you know if he was telling the story? Like saying, I feel really bad about this, or he told the story, and then after he was like, as "That far, was really bad that I did that." As far as I know, he's remorseful about it and still feels like yeah. he's a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm so, not I'm not necessarily judging his current character, but yeah. I'm just saying the ju- his overall judgment on how he handled it. I'm just even poor. bringing it up in this situation. <laughs> yeah, and then he keeps bringing it up. He brought it up on like two other shows or something, and it's like, dude, <laughs> Tyler uh, Trevor Noah said it. <laughs> really yeah, funny. I he didn't was, get a chance because my phone was messing up and not um, able to hear it, um, and I wanted to listen to that one because I thought it would yeah. be good. He made he broke it down really well, so I agree with what he said. Okay, um, was the guy we can, Sam Sam Harris? Yeah, who was on Joe Rogan? Rogan. Yeah. His explanation of it was he had good points, yeah. But I feel like it was too, like one sided or near sided. It was well, too like just left field when I was like, <laughs> you need to consider the right. Well, he was he was doing more just generalist because the way he was explaining is like basically the way Liam Neeson was thinking about it in that scenario where he's going out to just a, that community of people mm-hmm. and going to you know kill that person. That's mm-hmm. how blood feuds start. 
Right. Because that person, because then, you know, it's like two tribes. If you just mm. even equate farther and farther out, you yeah. say tribal humanity, you know, I kill someone from tribe A, mm. tribe yes. B, or tribe, tribe A comes back and kills someone from my tribe. Yeah. And that just keeps perpetuating right. down forever. And then yeah. that, and then, you know, t- 10 generations later, you just like, yeah, we hate the other tribe. And then yeah. you remember why. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I was like, good point. But like, so where are we now? Or where yeah. were we 20 years ago? That doesn't, it's, it's a good route to the issue. Like if you want to strip it down as far as you can, but it doesn't solve, it doesn't do anything to further what like yeah. the current issue. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like an explanation that it's like, okay, but so what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. we're not tribes anymore. You know, we're sophisticated. We're sophisticated past that point, even though I'm that may late. be the root of our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Actually, you want to hope so. But we should be sophisticated past that point. And to understand like, vengeance doesn't work that way and yeah. shouldn't work that way especially when it's not specific he was he was using revenge in a general sense mm-hmm. we're not in the yeah. times when it's like it's my clan versus that clan they kill someone from our clan we're gonna do the same thing we're, yeah. we've been past that yeah. for so long you know what yeah I mean? so that's why well like, i mean there's parallels though with the way that people handle discourse though now where right. it's side a versus side b and you can definitely figure out which one you yeah. know fill in the blanks there yeah. i'm not gonna do it <laughs> bump the table <laughs> okay <laughs> um i mean so what i what i like i didn't follow the initial story i've mm-hmm. been like i was part of this like whirlwind of contradiction out there yeah, yeah. W- within the podcasting realm basically and from what i've been able to kind of piece together it seems like people are getting hung up on the like where the point of redemption is at least it seems like it where it's yeah. like People are throwing out the fact that this happened many, like, four decades ago or something yeah. like that. And yeah. they just say, like, you know, throwing out, even though he's remorseful about it, it seems like people are just, like, ostracizing him and right. demonizing him for whatever reason. Right. Which, that's what scares me, because it's kind of like this call-out culture thing mm-hmm. where people are hearing about bad things that happen. This is kind of like what happened with Sargon of Akkad mm-hmm. where, and why he got pulled off of Patreon. Because he said, I think he said some... I think he might have actually even sent the N-word on like a YouTube video. And then Patreon found this video and it's like an eight-year-old video. And then said, oh, you breached our terms of service or conduct or code of conduct. So therefore you can't be using our platform anymore. Well, that's different because he did. Because if you get a job somewhere, right? Right. But yeah. but the the that's outside of the platform and eight years prior. So it's like you have to, they're going through his backlog and finding the things. I don't know too much about his thing. And right. I mean, I don't really care on his right. regard, but it's just kind of like, there's a point of like the time beyond things, right? Yeah, there, there's it's, I mean, it's never clear cut. And that's where me and Joe were, I mean, we're conversing over Facebook. So that's never a something that's it's never a good platform to do that. But I think that's where me and him were kind of having our disagreement. There's always a middle gray area when yeah. it comes to something like that, when it's like, okay, this happened, it was a long time ago, the person may or may not have grew from it. A lot of times it seems like people try to just act like it didn't happen. Or maybe they just... That would be the worst part about that, it. Right. <laughs> or they just kind of forgot. Like, it was, like, not a big deal to them, so it kind of was just like, oh, whatever. A one-off you know what I mean? thing, like, like, high emotional sorry. thing, and they yeah. said they did things they really didn't mean to, right. but they were angry about it, and so right. they weren't in the right headspace. Right, and, like, <laughs> that makes sense, and that's fair. So you have... I feel like... There's extremes and everything. So some people take it so far when it's like this ne- this person should never work again. Yeah, yeah. That's not true. Like deplatforming. <laughs> right. And then there's other people who are like, oh, who cares? It was eight years ago. I'm like, well, you can't say that because if something happened to you personally, 
that you just found out about today that happened to you eight years ago and you just found out all the information today. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, it was eight years ago. No, you're not. Because yeah. depending on the severity of the issue, you're going to be pissed off. As I yeah. said, if you found out I stole your car eight years ago, you're not going to be like, whatever, it was eight years ago. You're going to be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you know yeah, because I, mean? I had to buy a new car and yeah, that sent me mean? back. Like, yeah, whatever. That's, that's going to piss you off. Now, yeah. depending on how where you go after that, you may not be like, well, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah. I, that would be understandable. <laughs> but, dude, <laughs> right. I'm not your friend. You know what I mean? But like, you know what I mean? There's differences. So it's hard to, you can't, you can't yeah. say and like just put an umbrella thing where like if something happened in the past with someone, you just have to forgive them or you mm-hmm. have to ostracize them completely. Yeah. There's, I mean, I guess it's, 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 it's honestly, it feels like a case by case basis 100%. in general, because you know, this story would be completely different just using the example of Liam Neeson because it's there. And you know, if say for example he did wind up hurting someone or whatever, mm-hmm. that would change the whole dynamic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> which was his plan. So right, like, I mean yeah. that's what his plan, but it didn't happen. Thank God, yeah. crossing yeah. my fingers. Yeah, and you know he was able to snap out of that, mm-hmm. you know, space. Yeah, f- soon enough to that it didn't happen. Right, and so I, I think that's what I think that might be where people are getting hung up because people are taking it to the logical extreme mm-hmm. and saying how many times has this actually happened. In that way? A lot. Right. And probably a lot, right? Like, because you, I a saw lot. your examples you're giving was the... Oh Emmett Till. Yes, thank you. I was going to mm-hmm. I didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. Slightly different, but... <laughs> I mean, it's similar enough, in similar a cultural enough. context. Yeah. I mean, it's... That one's more cultural, not biased, but based within that... The time period. That time period. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's how a lot of these things, you know, yeah. we're all dealing with outdated cultures right i mean that was just one example but that was probably the most you know notorious one but i'm like that was my thing i was like he had the intent to he didn't have the intent to just argue or fight he had the intent literally to beat someone to murder yeah to murder (laughs) someone and i'm like that isn't something you just wipe away and Mm -hmm. just say like oh well he had the intent to kill someone eight years ago bro we wouldn't even be having this conversation if he actually murdered someone Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't even be a movie star. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you can't, that's not something to take lightly. That's you know? so, yeah. And what Sam Harris said, and this was a point that made sense, but it still was kind of like, so what? He said, it's not like he's racist because it's not like, he's like, if it was an Irish person or a, a Hispanic person, okay. he would have had that same thought process to that culture, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, but again, so what? It's just because the, you know, that doesn't mean he's not prejudiced. You know what I mean? He may be prejudiced to everyone that's not. Or so let me backtrack. So the argument I was placing was that he might have been have, you know, certain prejudices as he was growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what um, nationality he is. Let's just say Scottish. He definitely has an accent. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to guess Scottish. Who? Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. what. You it can is. Google it. Right. <laughs> um, but you don't. My my thinking is it's how do you come to that logic how do you come to that conclusion that resolution that you're gonna go murder this race because well he did it so their whole race is accountable how do you come yeah. to that if you've never had prejudice ideas beforehand like there's there's a flow chart in thinking and you don't just yeah, you know what I mean yeah. like there's fits of rage where you're just I mean to me it seems like a, like a hyper emotional state where you're not right. thinking straight right like yeah. at all like because yeah. I I feel like it's it's hard to I don't know if it's. I don't think it's fair for just to jump to the conclusion that he's racist because of that. Well, no, it's not that he's racist, and it's not. You can have prejudiced ideas and not yeah. be a racist. You yeah. Know? So I'm not saying this guy was actively out there saying screw black people, screw anyone yeah, who's yeah, not yeah. my national. That's not what I'm saying. I think that's what I'm, I need to find a better way to articulate that. What I'm saying is, you 
you, you can't, so one side, you can't say that he's racist, but then you can't say that he'd never had racist thoughts before, because yeah. if you've never had racist thoughts or, you know, prejudices, you don't, you don't group together, you oh. know, cultures based yeah. on their yeah. race, you know, yeah. in that fashion, you know what I mean? That just, you can't That's, come to that logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it's the act itself is racist. The act itself doesn't mean he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of so the, yeah, the I, whole race because yeah, of yeah. one person like that yeah. is right. You can't say that's not racist. If you do, then you need to go. You know, you need to look up where well, racism. Yeah, when you're going against you know a particular trait, like it's. Yeah. I think one of the I don't know if in the clip he says it, but Sam Harris says like it's no different than saying I'm going to go after all tall people. Exactly. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> or blue-eyed matter. people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what. If the you race want to is. pick a Nazi thing, right? That's racist. It really, and it doesn't matter. Go, sorry to, go no, no, you're good. Like I, I, I just think the so the other part of this that was scaring me though is like the people that were jumping to the conclusion that by saying by throwing out the nuance and saying by having the idea like that thought mm-hmm. to do this immediately puts him in the bucket of racist, right? You know, and so that's kind of I don't know. This might be a silly thing, but this, the scary thing is like anyone who ever says like a racist joke, right? We've all heard those. Mm-hmm. That would make someone fall into the category of no, racist. Not racist, right? And that's wrong. And I don't think, and that that's just what scares me about mm. the whole situation. Because if people start, you know, making right. <laughs> making judgments on people by you know have, saying jokes about things right. or whatever like that, it's just I don't know. This yeah. that's just where it scares but, me. But about the thing it. is, it wasn't a joke, right? You know it's I mean, not, that's yeah, what, that's yeah. I mean, like, there's, <laughs> there's a different there's a difference, yeah. obviously. But it's just like that's like one of my examples. Like, right. where if you can say certain things, and all of a sudden it's like, right. oh, and that's <laughs> that's why. I agree to an extent, but I'm like, you have to take in the, the account of severity. So this is like, you really can't go much farther than trying to murder someone based on their race. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, you strip it down as far as you want. That's what it was doing. He was going to murder someone based on their characteristics. Yeah. What, what do you call that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, jokes are one thing. And like, you know, Kevin Hart got in trouble and I'm, you know, hundreds of others. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said something about home. Um, um, homosexuals. Okay. I forgot exactly. He made a homophobic tweet or said something. I forgot. I don't know exactly what it was. Okay. But now he's getting. This is a while ago. I'm assuming. Yeah, he said it like years ago. Oh, okay. Um, but it came up now. You know how again Twitter found it. Um, and so he stepped down from nothing's, the Oscars. Nothing's ever deleted. Yeah. So he stepped <laughs> down from the Oscars. You know he was. Uh, you know really? had his press. Yeah, he was going to host the Oscars and stepped down because of it because I was getting flagged. The Oscars asked him to come back. Surprisingly, I thought they would have been like wanting to step away from it, but um. After he put out like his initial apologies and stuff, yeah. they were like, "No, it's okay, come back." And he's like, "No, I don't want to do this because this night is now going to be shrouded mm. in this." Yeah, like if he does that, then there's going to be that whole group of people mm-hmm. that's going. Like, see, that's just what drives me nuts about it. Like, there should be a time limit before you can get, like, where you dredge up old news, yeah, or like things that happened many years ago. Because mm-hmm. that's like saying people don't change, right? right. Like the, the person you were, x amount of years ago versus you know. Versus now. Versus now is, is saying, like, you're static and you hold those beliefs with you no matter what. And right. it's, like, scars, basically. And, right. You know? And even, I mean, even with this podcast, it's, like, I can go back and figure out things that I – I remember saying things about, you know, ideas or people mm-hmm. or stuff. And it was, like – And you feel different And now. I feel way different about certain mm-hmm. things. And it's only, like, a year ago. Like, right. it's just crazy yeah. to, to me to just be, like, you know – like if someone went back and you know qu- clipped a thing from one of our episodes in the podcast, you know, from years yeah, from no, now, like and then all <laughs> of a sudden we're getting like thrown out of the bus, like, oh my god, yeah. you're, you know, look at how much of an idiot you were for I don't even know what we, yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> whatever it was, yeah. but like that's what it feels like, and yeah. it just seems so ridiculous. Like you shouldn't be like, you know, 
you shouldn't stained for something. Yeah, you shouldn't be made to like a martyr. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do feel like people in like in that type of position of fame and stuff like that and have yeah. like a high level of um, what's the word? Notoriety or notoriety and like influence is the word. Yeah, over, back over, to the influencer thing. Right. Yeah, so exactly. So <laughs> they those people owe it to their fans, their you know their, whoever they're contracted and working with. Yeah. So if something like that comes up, no matter how just long ago it was, just own up, make an apology, and then yeah, mm-hmm. if it seems sincere, you can usually tell when it's sincere. Oh, when it's like I just don't want to get in trouble. But regardless, the authenticity has to be there. And right. It has to be done fast. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. at least in yeah. this, at least in this day and age. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I can't dwaddle on it. But um, mm-hmm. like if it seems sincere and stuff, then it's like, okay, we should move fast. It. But one, like give they, they owe it to, you know, the people, let's just say air quotes, the people to give an apology if they haven't already done it. It's one thing yeah. if it's like, oh, I've already recognized that. Yeah. Like, and now it's coming up again. I already apologize. You're going to keep making me apologize every 10 years. That's insane. You know I mean? like, but if they... You have like a day of apology yeah, or something. It's like, yeah, every day this is my holiday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's nuts. So like, Again, there are extreme people who like it's like you have to be able to let stuff go. But then on the other side, depending on the severity of it mm-hmm. and the the recency of when the information is out, you got to let people you know process certain information. Yeah, where I think people are getting too quick to be like, no, 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 don't you can't you can't destroy this man's career. And it's like, bro, we just found out about it. like yeah. let us be pissed. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. let us let people. <laughs> Be like, damn, that's fucked up. I you mean, everybody I mean? talks about the 24-hour news cycle. So if you just let it usually go, it'll go away. 24 hours later, people yeah. just forget about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. we're obviously not helping by t- continuing <laughs> to perpetuate it. No, it's a good thing to talk about because there is issues on both sides. No, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's the more important thing is, yeah. to, is to take the nuance thing and not just be like one way or the other about it. Right. Because there's way more complexity involved here than just yeah, exactly. what we hear from right. the, the what is it, dis- disgruntled mi- minorities on both sides mm-hmm. or the vocal minorities. Right, yeah. I guess you'd call it, not mm-hmm. disgruntled. Yeah, I mean, some of those people are probably just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it sucks, but at the end of the day, those people are still people, and yeah, people do stupid stuff. So <laughs> own up to your mistakes, and you have a limited mm-hmm. information set, right? Right? Like, who? The only people that know, you know, the full story and all the facts mm-hmm. is Liam Neeson and probably his closest family. May they might not even maybe not. yeah maybe not himself, right you know, you know so it's. Again, right? Like, I don't know. Some of the stuff, too, for me is kind of like, does it affect my life? No. And <laughs> at the end of the day, the answer is probably no. Right. So, meh. Right. And <laughs> I'll say this. Part of the reason why I got, in that case specifically, why I got wrapped in it, because I like, I put stuff in perspective, kind of the same question. Yeah. But like, all right, so in, if the stars aligned, right, and I was... His age, twenty years ago, yeah. and I was just so happened to be in the place, so happened to right, yeah. that guy. I and mean, I for you, you have a different context. It would right. affect your life, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, some sometimes you need to reach out of your personal contextual viewpoint, yeah, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, could this have been a bigger deal than it was? And look at it that way instead of trying to look at it like, well, like you can't li- you can't look at life through a textbook. You know what I mean? And be like, of course, well, here's here's what this is, and yeah. you know, it means this, and like. And then, like, if you go back and look, like, in yeah. you know, this, you know, in this era, this is what I meant. I'm like, that's great, and like, you're making really good points. And I hear what you're saying, but so what? You know what I mean? Like, real life doesn't yeah. live through a textbook. I mean, yeah. the, that was one of one of the uh, Sam Harris's points too. Mm-hmm. Right? No, maybe no, it might not. It might have been Tim Pool. Okay. So he came on Rogan's afterwards, but he, that was mm-hmm. for the Twitter 
So Jack Dorsey was also on Rogan's show this week, and people got upset about that one. So they're kind of going back to the controversy thing. But basically, well, who's uh, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter? Oh, okay. So yeah. he, so, so they were talking about. Sorry, didn't. No, yeah, I didn't know that. Was no, I, I just didn't clarify or mm. give enough detail. But basically, he's um, they Rogan. They like they, people said that the show was boring and that Rogan didn't give him a hard enough time on questioning mm. why like people are getting you know uh, banned from the platform. Like what goes into that? That mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Asking more difficult questions and like how is he going to make it better? Like he's right. he gave a lot of like open ended comments, like CEO ish answers of like oh, we're trying to make it a better thing and we, mm-hmm. we're definitely not doing enough, but. You know, we're in the process of, you know, you know, right, right. just trying to put on a good face, kind right, of. Like he had a script almost, kind of. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, he's not going to say, we're good, mm-hmm. we're going to keep it how it is, right. <laughs> when people are obviously upset. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it was kind of like he just didn't give him enough. And Rogan came out afterwards and said, yeah, it's honestly, I it was a bad episode. And he got the most, he said he got the most negative feedback from that episode ever. Mm-hmm. At least because he was honest about it. Yeah, and that's what he like that he did that within two days, like on the next episode with Sam Harris. He oh, wow. like brought it up like right away. And so then they're gonna set up a new episode eventually. But he got Oh, they're he, gonna do another interview? Yeah. So oh, gonna, that's cool. So yeah, so that he's like, Okay, we're gonna set it up again mm-hmm. and we're gonna actually go into more in depth with questions and I think right. now he's gonna bring in some guy like who's more directly involved with the banning process and okay because obviously as a ceo he's not going to know yeah he's not all the inner workings because he right. like owns i think three companies now or something like that. it's crazy right, right. but obviously ceo can only know so much mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um you know and so from there like tim pool i think he said something was like basically you know they when you hear about events like he i think he used civil war as an example is like mm-hmm. they can sum up in the entire events of the civil war in a couple paragraphs right but you know the day-to-day stuff because i think he said he was in egypt when there was like removing the president and all that stuff like civil war stuff was going down oh yeah, yeah. and he get he gave the example like he's like when the stuff really like, the news was breaking he's like there's just some guy sitting at the corner eating pizza like nothing was going on oh you know so it's like history in the making is there's mm. this broad swath of you know how impactful it is to the right. person day to day right yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of like okay yeah i get it right because yeah. like for someone like you, in the context you were saying is like if you ran it like happen to be the person that ran into someone who's hell-bent on causing harm mm-hmm. and you're just have you know the unlucky one <laughs> right. you're having a bad day and changes your life forever exactly <laughs> yeah to, to not go as dark as i could there right. no but I mean, personally, I think people need to think more that way. But outside of yeah. their own personal, body, well, I, you know I, mean, I mean, it's an it's an empathy thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, and that's where you know. I mean, okay, taking a little turn here, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like how you know the whole feminist culture and stuff like that, yeah. and how um, you know rape culture and all that stuff. Yeah, Joe did a podcast on that, like with the old point. the old podcast. Yeah, a while ago. Um, but I was saying like men need to be more empathetic to things like that mm-hmm. just because you don't you necessarily don't have to worry like a guy can for example like me and alex talk about traveling you know we all want to travel places yeah and it's a shame this is a thing but it's like it's honestly harder not that it's not possible but it's harder and there's a lot more that goes into it for uh, a woman who wants to travel like mm-hmm. say she wanted to go places on her own like i really want to just kind of do europe like for a week on my own and just yeah. kind of experience it you know what i mean whatever it's a lot more goes into it than that because if you're a woman by yourself, you, you can get targeted, like depending on where you're at. Yeah. Where a guy is kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, just oh, put on a backpack and whatever. Yeah, and you can do that. <laughs> I'm like, that sucks. Like, that's really. That's it shouldn't be really like sad. that, right? Yeah, but like, I feel like a lot of, and I'm not trying to target or anything, but I'm saying some 
men in that specific scenario, but in like in the general scheme, people who don't fit, um, don't have the worries, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're like, just clueless about it. Because right. it's just never been on their radar. They're just not right. like, meh. Yeah. And I feel like part of making like, you know, culture and society better as, and then it can lead into like how you, you know, you don't necessarily destroy someone for one mistake. Yeah. If people are more empathetic and understand like other people's issues. Yeah. It'll, it'll help that in every facet. Oh, absolutely. I mean? Period. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. it just helps the conversation because it lets you be just open to hearing other people's opinion. Right. Period. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole part of the whole reason why this even exists, right. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's about is opening up people to the to the discussions. And I mean, to just exposure, because mm-hmm. I think exposure, because like once you'd be like, whoa, like if you just hear a story and it's like something you never like, thought about or just never would have expected someone to have to go through because it's mm-hmm. so easy for you to be like, everyone's just like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, like one of the biggest things that I had to like realize, is like, you know, some people just when you deal with problems or stress that's going in your life like it doesn't really phase me all that much like i can deal with a lot and it's just kind of like whatever but other people you cannot do that you know (laughs) and it's kind of like oh some people are just don't handle situations the same way as you do like it's as simple as that like it's just a little gradient like a little (laughs) how do you guys handle stress i'm curious whoever wants to go first I can go first. Yeah, go first. So, I mean, the, the 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 most stressed out I'll get is like it's mostly in my head, like a buzzing loop where it's mm. just like, okay, got to do this, 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 and like it's just a never ending. Like, all right, now this has got to be done. That's got to get done. Mm. Um, and I don't, I really only get stressed out if I'm like feel like I can't get it all done. Right. But then usually I'm pretty good lately with being able to be like, all right, whatever. You can only do so much as you can do, and as long as you like put in the things that you are important but not necessary so like working out or eating healthy mm-hmm. and i make sure i still try to do those things even if i don't have time or whatever then i'm pretty okay and then if i'm like super stressed out like in the moment the the latest trick has just been doing like a deep nasal breath so it's just like three seconds in three seconds out just like that's like slowing your heart rate and stuff. yeah just like just pausing and just stopping whatever i'm doing and just all right do that and it usually helps, like, stop all that buzzing, you know? Right. right. <laughs> um, but in general, I, I, I handle stress pretty easy. I don't yeah. really get overwhelmed. Right. Well, <laughs> I feel like I don't handle stress. <laughs> I'm just always stressed. <laughs> no, I feel like, I mean, I get overwhelmed a lot with stress. But I kind of feel like I just figure it out and just keep dealing with it (laughs) i don't know like there's nothing that i mean there's something that i should be doing probably but there's nothing that i really do to help myself when i am stressed i just kind of do it and push through Mm -hmm. i can't really feel like a time that i was really stressed out except for like maybe in school when i like a lot do and then like work but it's kind of like i just have to do it yeah you know until and i'll just keep worrying about it until it's done and then yeah once basically it (laughs) yeah yeah um, for me, I, <clears throat> I've, this sounds weird, but I've had less stress ever since I started writing again. I don't think it's necessarily the writing itself, but doing something creative. I feel like mm-hmm. when I have, I don't have a creative outlet. Yeah. I, that's like, that's my release. So that's how yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. deal with it. You know what See, I mean? See that, that's not uncommon at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know a lot of people do that, but like, 
like for that brief time there was like a time where i wasn't doing music and i didn't really find the, the screenwriting yet. yeah um there was like a i don't know how long it was like at least a few months mm-hmm. um, yeah that i was going through and i was just like stressed like a lot and i was just like i don't know what i'm doing it's like you know i was super yeah. stressful <laughs> and not like nothing i did like i can do stuff to minimize it like for that period yeah mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme like it would come right but back if you kept like, doing it like for a long term it would it just doesn't help yeah and i was like yeah. man and so when i started writing again i was like oh yeah i'm good yeah <laughs> you know, like, I, I noticed the same thing for so like if i do like a couple of days where i can't make it to the gym or something mm-hmm. and then i finally go again mm-hmm. and i'm like because like it'll be like if i skip one day it's fine but it's like i skip two to three then i'm like oh god like i just get getting irritable and then right. once i like leave the gym i'm like oh, okay i'm good like it's right. just like such a weird like visceral stress relief yeah mm-hmm. and it's like even if it's simple like i just like run on the treadmill for 10 minutes and like swing a kettlebell and then like lately i've been trying to hit the sauna at least two times a week yeah and then like after that it just feels like way better and yeah. like i don't know it's like it's strange right like because like, writing is another important one too and some people have been talking about like gratitude is one of the things like in exercise and empathy so like you're stressed out or you do as a morning routine or evening routine where you write three things you're grateful for. That was in uh, Tools oh, of Titans. Yeah. 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 It comes up in Tools of Titans. It's in another book that I just finished or mm-hmm. was reading too. It's really common now and it's really honestly helps bridge the gap into like a meditative practice or mindfulness yeah. pretty pretty easily too because if you kind of just take a moment and just like think about like, wow, I'm like lucky to be here kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it really kind of makes you stop and be like, why am I complaining? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it'll make you less stressed too. Yeah. And you're like, I can deal even, with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't even be stressed about this because it's actually a good thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you're like in school or something and everything is going on at once, you have all these tests. And yeah. Then you have work and then you have to go to the gym. It's like it's actually probably not something to complain about. Like it's right. good that I'm in school. It's good that <laughs> I'm doing well and like have a job. Exactly. Yeah. And it is. It's good to be busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel like it's better to be. Too busy I, than to not yeah, have anything I, I, to do. <laughs> there, I was actually writing about this. So it's like, um, I want to say it was calm or something for the mindfulness or the finding your best course that I'm taking for the high performance mindset thing. And it was like, what does it feel like to have like be, so there's like a, a, a scale of calm. So it's like your calm level of calmness is on a scale from one to 10 across the X axis. And then the Y axis is the intensity, like how focused you are. And so it's like an inverted pyramid. So that five, you're at the peak performance. So then if you're not stressed, like if you're not like too much on like too chilled out, mm-hmm. you're out of your peak performance. And if you're too, you know, out of it mm-hmm. you are too like in your own head, like buzzing, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you're not performing well enough. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's kind of like a sports metaphor. So like right. if you're trying to force yourself to do it, like, you know, hit the ball with like for basketball or baseball term. Yeah. Or if you're just like totally not feeling, you're just like, whatever, I'm just going to swing the bat. Right. You're not going to perform in either of those spectrum. But if you're just flowing with the moment, mm-hmm. you're able to, it just happens kind yeah. of. That makes sense. It's like a flow state yeah. analogy. And, oh. um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, like, they, they asked you to like describe it viscerally. So, like, trying to say, like, what does it feel like for you when you're in your best state? And so it's like just being present in the moment. It feels like the background noise kind of falls away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's going on around you doesn't have any effect on what you're doing in the moment. Right. And it's happened to me while I've read before, which is so strange where like it feels like there. Yeah. Where it feels like everything is slowing down and I'm like reading really, really fast. 
And I'm just like, or my brain feels like it's just like mm. churning away. I'm like, what is going on? And then it's like, once you notice that though, then you're out. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate when that happens. Like you'll be like, you're reading and you're like, you're, you're there, you're in it. You're yeah. like, you picture it and you're like, I'm here. You're like, but you don't, it's not a conscious thing yeah. that you're here. You're just there. And then the second you're like, oh, I'm here. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> you're not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It's such a, it's such a crazy state. Like when I, like, as I've like, thought about that stuff and like been a part of them like oh yeah that is a thing like yeah. it's so i don't know that's like you know when i texted you about having that discussion eventually that we'll do on sports that's mm-hmm. like that's where i would kind of come in with the discussion since i don't know a lot of specific things but i really enjoy the the mindset of like the sports mentality you're, because I think you're an athlete and you, you know what i mean yeah like, yeah i mean you're you can be an athlete intellectually too no. and that's, i mean that's how i view it right nowadays which right. i never would have you know four years ago thought right. of it that way but i think these they have a lot of parallels in general when you're at the same state you're at least high performance wise Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's interesting and i kind of want to pull in a guest for that one too that i was thinking maybe like george or someone we could get in because he knows a lot about sports history yeah yeah but he's an mj fan no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's part of the point (laughs) gotta get controversy going and i mean he'll be loud too so (laughs) yes he will (laughs) but yeah yeah no that would be a good one to that yeah, would be a good one to do. So I don't know. It's just cool to think about that stuff too, because I don't know. The crazy thing is, like, the more you learn about all these facets of stuff, is the more they are interconnected with everything else. It's like, god damn it, yeah. <laughs> everything's connected. That's weird. We were just talking about that at uh, eating sushi today with Nick. I know. I wish yeah. you. I wish yeah. he would have came. Yeah. He, yeah. I forgot. He said he had something to do. I we'll have to get him on again because he, yeah. we will have a really good conversation yeah, with when, that one. Yeah. When uh, yeah. Joe's well, back. Yeah, we'll talk. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we were we were talking. Oh, I don't remember exactly how the conversation got brought up, but we were talking about how everything has parallels. Yeah, um, I forgot how it got brought up, but I I was talking about um, shit. I said something about the writing. Oh no, he um, yeah. he was saying how he was um, he went to some conference or something. He was like seeing how comic book authors go. Through, oh yeah, you told me about that or mentioned it about it. Yeah, um, how they they do like a scene where like. Like, say an axe gets raised, mm-hmm. and then the next scene is just like someone yelling, and then the, that's it, and then yeah. goes on to the next scene. But you can, you can, you're, you can pick up what's going on. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And they don't have to show it's you. It's a visual storytelling. Yeah. And then he was saying, um, I'll just paraphrase this so I can let him explain it further, but he was uh, like in children's books, how like to get kids to be able to turn the next page, mm-hmm. they have to like allude to something. And so the kid's like interested to keep oh, going. Oh, you know because mean? they're, because they're so. Like, right, their know, tensions all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. like, how do you keep them engaged? You know, what I mean, I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Because when I was looking up breaking down uh, the movie No Country for Old Men, um, with that's it, an intense one. Movie is fucking awesome, and we need to review <laughs> that. <laughs> but, uh, and did you you liked it when mm-hmm. we watched it? Right? Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. When I, when it first came out, it was too like up here for me. It was just it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was too high, like hard to follow. Yeah, like, it was boring. Yeah, when you're a kid, it's it, it was really boring. Yeah. Like, when I first. It was, I don't know, it was probably like 14, maybe. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, where's the act? You know what I mean? They're just differences, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes sense. I felt the same way. I was like, <laughs> I don't like this movie. And then Nate, actually, a couple years ago, was like, dude, go rewatch it. He's like, just, <laughs> now that you're older, he's like, just go watch it. And I did. And I'm it's like, a book, Damn. too. Which yeah. I, it was a which book also first. makes it why mm-hmm. I think it's so different than most movies. Right. Uh, well, maybe not. I feel like most movies are books now. I would say yeah probably, probably like 60 some of the best 70 percent yeah, I yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of so, my favorite like tv shows are books yeah you know like, it's weird to think how like game of thrones the expanse is one of my favorites yeah um 
I can't think of it. Oh, you guys like The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid, yeah. I want to read uh, the books. I've heard they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read the Game of Thrones. Uh, what's it called? Song of Fire and Ice or something like that. Yeah, that's the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to read those. I heard they're pretty complex books to read. but uh, Yeah, personally, I don't enjoy them as much. Oh, really? Because the, the, the author himself, he likes to describe food tables a lot. Oh, so you get hungry? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to be snacking while you read. <laughs> But, like, like, he'll be describing and be so descriptive for, like, a whole, like, three, four pages. And Uh, then, like, if you're skimming, you know, someone will get poisoned or stabbed as all this descriptive stuff is going on. You're like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. And you're like, wait, how? Hold on. I got to go back now? Oh, man. So, it's, like, it's kind of hard to follow. And it's it's, it's just super literary. Yeah. You got to be in it, I guess. Like, I don't know. To me, too, is, like, I've read Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. So, I have, like, a specific style I like. And I think Uh, my style has changed, too. Because, like, my my favorite fantasy novel right now is called uh the blade itself the one i was showing mike I was, it, yeah it's like a hidden gem of a book it was came out in, i want to say early 2000s or so but it's a, it's a three three book series called the first law trilogy and it's like amazing yeah it's so good like the the way i would describe it is it's like set in like a like the brutal reality of like game of thrones uh-huh. but the the way that he develops the characters is way more nuanced. Hmm. Similar to like Tyrion's character development. Right. Is like how all the characters develop in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And hmm. and it's like, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of nuance and it's just like, you, you like all the characters, you're like, I shouldn't like them, but because they're all yeah. shitty people, but you like still like enjoy them and it's kind of funny and grim and dark and. Huh. it's really fun. And then like, I have an audiobook form. And so the, the, what makes the audiobook form is fun is the, the guy who reads it changes his voice to sound like the characters. So every character sounds different. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So like, it really adds a whole new level to the experience. Right. Cause like one of the characters is a, a cripple and he's got like missing teeth. So he talks with like a lisp and he like talking on a tongue. Oh. And like, yeah. <laughs> so it just makes it like it adds a whole nother level to the right. to the the immersiveness of the story. Right. I'll just I'll, I'll play it after we're, yeah. we're, we're done here because you, you really like it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to I want to check those out. It's called the First Law. Yeah, it's on our website on the book list. Oh, it is. Yeah, cool, perfect. It's what it's there for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it so the trilogy is there, and then all three of the books are underneath it. So if you want to just buy one of them, right, it's there. And I would recommend if you haven't listened to an audiobook, it's one of the ones I would recommend trying yeah because yeah. because when you get narrators that that like try to the next level like that it's mm. like it just whoa yeah they're yeah better than if they're just bored and reading it yeah we're just mm-hmm. that's how it happens with some nonfiction authors man they just read that thing and it sounds like they're reading a goddamn textbook and you're just like oh <laughs> my god <laughs> like, oh, stop it. turn it off yeah i got i've had to struggle a few through one from if they're yeah. like boring i'm just like okay <laughs> <laughs> this is drier than dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I want to try that though. Like listening to books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of reading them because I have trouble reading books. Yeah, right. I just stop reading like after five pages. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just not interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think too is like, you know, being interested in podcasts really helped me understand that you can actually learn something from a book even if mm-hmm. you're just listening to it. Yeah. It's just harder to kind of go back is the only thing. Yeah. So that yeah. that's one of the things that I've wound up doing. It's like if there's a book that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna need to remember this, I wind up buying it yeah. too, so that I can start underlining things or mm-hmm. doing whatever with it. But like most of the time it's like if a book I don't really think I'll need to like reference back to, 
I'm like, that'll be good with just getting the audio form of it. Right. And then I'll, it'll be fine. But I mean, if it's a good enough book, then it's, you know, it's never bad to support an author. There's worst thing I can spend my money on, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think too, is like you can spend more time or you can do other things. Like you yeah. can be like working on like, I don't know, cooking food or sit on the treadmill, whatever. Yeah, like, like working out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to really be like 100% into the book to be doing mm-hmm. something with it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like a lot of like specifically, and I know a lot of people have, have trouble finding time. To be like, I just need to sit down and read. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's usually like at the end of the night, at the end of your night, or at yeah. the end of your day, and it's like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So then it's hard to focus and you're not retaining stuff. Yeah. yeah. So audiobooks, like for people who have that trouble, yeah. makes it easier. It'd be, yeah. I've done that before where I've like turned on my phone and then just put a timer on it mm-hmm. and just have it turn off after like end of the chapter or something. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that on, cool. In Audible, you can do that. You can have it set the chapter to the... Like finish in like ten minutes, five minutes, or at the end of the chapter. Right. So you're just not like it just plays like you have Netflix and you fall asleep. And it just, <laughs> yeah, just plays through all of these. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool though, because yeah. then like at night, if you just listen to it, you could just like lay there with your eyes closed. You don't have to actually like read the book, but yeah. then you could just listen to it for one chapter. Yeah, at night. I mean it's better than scrolling through your phone mm-hmm. until you yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, because then you will never get off. Right. I definitely guilty of that before. Where it's just like yeah. I should put my phone down. And yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Freaking yeah. Eric and his endless memes. Yeah, it won't stop. <laughs> I just don't know how he has all the time to just post. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where he gets them. I don't know either. <laughs> so weird. We're talking about Eric's memes to be. Not that I would know because. Put it on Facebook. Yeah. It's smart. <laughs> it's I've... a good idea. Yeah, that is one thing though. My feed is probably 80% meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is all Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so it's between like Eric and Moises yeah. just resharing the same fucking things yeah. holy crap <laughs> and then it's like me sharing one of my posts yeah and then it lasts for like maybe a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah their algorithms are weird yeah um that's all another thing oh yeah um it's hard to delete social media though that's what it's, I've heard it's not like cause if you freeze your Facebook account it's still not deleted yeah, yeah. and you have to like do an email process to delete it mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I'll delete it, delete it. Yeah, like, just remove it, delete it. Yeah. Because of the, I think, well, first of all, Facebook doesn't want to delete your profile because your ad data, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. You make their algorithms better by staying there. And for people like us who've been on the platform since, what, 2007? I would say, I think I got mine my sophomore year. Sophomore year of high school, I think is when I got it. So that's two years from 2011, 2009? Yeah. Damn. I know I was I was late on the Facebook train because I was like, no, I'm good with MySpace. And then like nobody I forgot about MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember all those themes we had to like you download the like, oh, copy the code yeah, and yeah. it would make, Coding, yeah. and it would make the, your thing look yeah. all fancy or whatever. Yeah. And if you're in someone's top eight or yeah. whatever yeah. it was, <laughs> yeah. you were cool. Yeah. MySpace was cool. I like it. It was cool because <laughs> you could like change the coding and stuff and it made you feel like yeah. you knew what you're doing, but you just changed like red to like pink <laughs> and you had to like find it in the whole coding yeah. just to change the background. That was cool though. It was. I think it was more personal. Yeah, it was. Facebook yeah. Was. Because you could click on someone's profile and, like... Everything would be different or have yeah, a song play. Yeah. I remember remember when people would find shitty recordings of songs and mm-hmm. be stupid loud and you're like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool because it was like you kind of you learn more about the person. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? their personality. Yeah, with yeah. Facebook, I think you kind of strip 
a mm-hmm. lot of personal. Like there, you can put it in there, but it's like really yeah. stripped down. I mean, there's a reason. There, I feel like a lot of people have kind of moved away from Facebook and mm-hmm. kind of just use it as a necessity yeah. kind of thing to stay in touch with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of how we use it. I think yeah. we use it try the best possible way where we have our our group of the closest friends mm-hmm. that may or may not be in touch easily enough via, right. via text. And so we just like, hey, we're you guys want to do something? Yeah. Or if we're, hey, we're thinking about doing X. Yeah, if we want to come. I'll be home. You yeah, I mean? right. Whatever. Like I think doing it that way is probably easiest because group texts are still shitty. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, they just devolve into nonsense too fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I outside of that, it feels like most people kind of go to Twitter to be like just the I don't know. I personally spend more time on Instagram, I think, out of all of them because yeah. it's easier to not get just lost in it. Right. Like I think, yeah, Instagram, I think, is, like, the most used. And most people that talk about social media, I think that they say the same thing about Facebook. Like, yeah. if I ask them, like, oh, do you even use Facebook? They're, like, just to keep in contact with, like, family or, like, yeah. see pictures from that my family posts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, like, Instagram is the same as, like, MySpace almost because, like, you could see their personality, like, through yeah. their pictures. It's, like, more... Well, yeah, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, the, the age-old saying, pictures worth a thousand words, right? <laughs> well, people found a way to hide themselves in pictures. Though. That's also true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the yeah. filtering yeah. of mm-hmm. persona. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, or putting your best face forward. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily not, yeah. bad. And some, like, some people just want to, I just want to share my gym stuff. I mean, you get that, but, like, you don't know who they are. You yeah, know? that's yeah. true. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. It's a choice. Yeah. 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 There are, like, a lot of extreme cases, though, where people, like, work so hard at keeping... A their, persona. Yeah, that is not really them. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, even remember that movie we watched, I feel like? This one girl was, like, so caught up in making her Instagram, like, look really cool that... Did I watch that with you or no? I feel I like she kept co- trying to copy this girl. She tried to get in her life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Wait, what? she like became depressed, that. actually, because her social media like didn't look like this one girl who she was like obsessed with. And she tried being her friend so that she'll be like Instagram famous. And then the girl found out she was lying about everything. And then she like ended up really depressed. Well, Yeah. It was like really crazy. But that's like real things that happen. Like yeah. people get obsessed with their... Like social media life and like yeah. keeping it. It was um. Have you watched Parks and Rec? Parts of it, not all of Parts, it. Okay, you might not know. It was one of the was it later characters. In I only know like seasons show. one, two. She, I mean, she was in the whole show. She was like, I think she started as an intern girl. Long was it the hair. one with the emo? Yeah, one? she was like, we like sarcastic. Yeah, I forget her name. I can't remember. Like, but she starred in the movie. In that movie. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I mean, it wasn't. It was a good movie. Yeah, but, like, that's what actually happens. Like, some people get really, like, obsessed with that. that, Like, they become depressed because mm -hmm. their life isn't really like that. I think it's because people don't... I mean, that's the thing. To me, it seems like they can't reconcile the fact that what you see in an image is not actually real. That's why I like when, um, yeah, on Instagram now, a lot of people have been putting, like, the edited picture next to the picture (laughs) just to show people, like, this isn't really how I look. Yeah. I'm just... That just edited, and you can't really look like that. Yeah. I like that. A lot of people have been doing that. Yeah. yeah. And even, like, like magazines and stuff do the same thing. Yeah. Like, they I mean, edit pictures, does. and, like, everyone tries to look like them, but really it's not even yeah. looking like someone because it's not even how they really look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a choice on who, who the editor is, too. Yeah. Because if the editor, editor has a choice on how much... Mm-hmm. You know, how close to the real image it is versus... Yeah. You know, like, corrections versus, like... Just fixing lighting. <laughs> yeah. 
I just saw on Daily Mail Snapchat. <laughs> Shout out Daily Mail. <laughs> Daily Mail the real <laughs> Daily Mail should be the MVP of this episode. But they first one's on me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they were showing about like one magazine I think is doing where they don't edit their pictures anymore. Okay. So like that's interesting. I mean the person that was on the cover, I forgot who it was, but she was like super, super pretty and like basically was flawless without being edited. <laughs> so it was like, You're like why is these this aren't, even a thing? Yeah, it was like these aren't real people on the yeah. cover because they're already like celebrities and get all this stuff done and stuff. But they're like moving towards not editing mm-hmm. people in magazines anymore. I mean that kind of makes sense because that's kind of like what happened with podcasts where, you know, you can go the NPR route, the you know, the super produced like radio show kind of mm-hmm. things. Or you go like the, the route we go where it's like just straight up talking. Right. And as little editing as possible to keep that nuance there because yeah, that realness. You know? Yeah, because of the authenticity. Because like, yeah. it really comes through because if you're editing yourself and you're, you know, cutting things out here and there, it's like, well. Yeah, that's not real. Like yeah. people know it. Like mm-hmm. you, you can just tell. And that, right. that's like part of what really draws me when I listen to podcasts is like, I think it's cool to like, you know, listen to the clips of like, five ten minutes like the Sam Harris one we talked about earlier but I think what's really more fun is being able to get the entire picture of it and then being like able to decide for yourself whether or not you agree right and then think about it as it's happening and you're like okay I see where this is coming from right. I don't under, you know maybe x y and z point I don't 100% agree with but I see why he said those things right you know right. and I think that's what's more important about it rather than listening to some overproduced you know, clickbaity thing or whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, trying to have an agenda. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, I feel like authenticity is growing. Absolutely. Like people yeah. are looking more for that. So yeah. I wonder if eventually that's going to turn into like specifically like, like I got to send you a podcast. I just remembered it. Cause it's like, this guy has the most authentic energy I'd ever witnessed mm-hmm. through a podcast. And it was just like, what the like halfway through the episode they, he's like how old are you 60 i'm like wait a minute <laughs> what the hell? i was like i like stopped paused it looked at it i'm like no because he's like he had so much energy that mm-hmm. i thought he was like maybe 30 really oh. yeah huh yeah something it, it was crazy link it in the yeah it's uh kevin catalyst is his name he's like a business like uh, helps p- people reorient companies to kind like of bring, a financial like a, more of like a speaker kind of like come in to oh, the, come into the business yeah motivator oh, gotcha. where he comes in the company helps you like reinvigorate your projects mm-hmm. and like become your catalyst you know catalyze yeah. your whatever your next move is or right. whatever it is huh yeah, yeah. some of those yeah you want to follow me on uh, Twitter really? and stuff yeah after I because I, I, I uh, screenshotted that episode and shared it. I was like, this is like amazing. Like podcast gold. Right. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was really fun. It was like one of the most fun, like authentic. You could just feel like the right. intensity right. in it. You know, it's just, it just really cool. And that, like, that's what drives me. Like when I like you know, going back to that mindset stuff is like, they ask you when you're coming up with your philosophy or like what you resonate with basically is. And one of the things that I was like, I wound up articulating, but didn't even like think about it. It was like, all the people that I, you know, look up to have this authentic characteristic about them where they don't hide their negative sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They actually shine light on it and say, yeah, I've dealt with this and here's what I'm trying to do to make it better. Right. Or here's my deficiency in X. Here's what I've been working on to maybe help myself. Right. You know, and when people say that to me and it's like, oh, whoa, like you're a guy who's got like a million followers or whatever and you yeah. are still open enough to like actually articulate like, 
Uh, Tim Ferriss and Tools of Titans, he has an episode on Jocko Willing's podcast where he talks about his suicide, uh, not attempt, but he planned it out. Like about, like, well, he planned it out and he was like one step away from pulling the trigger and mm-hmm. got saved by his mom. Because yeah. we got saved by dumb luck because the book he was going to rent went to his home address and his mom saw it, got the notification that you could rent the book. Hmm. And uh, mom called him and said, hey, we're worried about you. And that snapped him out of it. Really? Um, yeah. 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 And so that happened when he was like senior year of college. And hmm. so like, had he gone through with that, like all of the good he's been able to do since then right, would never have happened. Huh. <laughs> so it's like one of those things like when you hear about that for someone who's got like a influencer mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> status like you just are like whoa because yeah. it's like it's cool when people yeah. own up to it. Their yeah. Cars, you know? yeah that's important that's yeah. what especially if, if, holy shit what were we oh it was the book you showed that one. earlier yeah the uh, I don't just so we can yeah bring it plug up. it uh, yeah I don't want to talk about it by Terrence Real um, I mean being able to like as you're growing up and like as you have people who are influenced by you to be able to be like, yeah, I have these flaws. So then mm-hmm. one of those people can be like, oh, shit, me too. You know what I mean? Right. And like it helps. <laughs> it doesn't hinder yeah. you. I feel like it does nothing. I mean, yeah, it doesn't hinder a person to be open about their flaws and be like, I'm proactively working to get better. Yeah. I feel like it's only going to make people like you more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you, what were you going to say about? Oh, I was just saying how the authenticity, I feel like people are looking for that more and more now. Mm-hmm. especially when you can dig and find dirt on people Absolutely. i feel like if you can dig on someone and you don't find anything it's kind of like oh this person genuine hole in hole i mean yeah not to say someone who messed up isn't genuine but you know you know where I'm going. yeah um <clears throat> but i was saying specifically and like i wonder if that's gonna affect fashion at all yeah that's what i'm gonna say it, it does uh, already right. does it yeah hmm. but not like not about like having dirt on people but more in like like, fashion shows now, like, the models and stuff mm-hmm. aren't, like, the same, like, cookie-cutter model that used to be. <laughs> like, now it's, I like, feel like they're always, they're always, like, so serious and they yeah. can't, like... Yeah. At least when like, the, the videos I've totally seen, like, yeah, they're always just, like, it's not about them or their personality, it's just about what yeah. they're wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, that's what really modeling is. Yeah. It's supposed to be just about the clothes. Yeah. But even it just being about the clothes... Like, they're now realizing that not everyone looks like that. So when someone watches a fashion show and it's just about the clothes, you see the clothes on someone who's, like, six foot two, super skinny, and it's like, that's not how it's going to look on everyone. Yeah. So now they have, like, shorter models, like, all different sizes, like, like just more diversity in modeling. And then also... With, like, magazines, too, I was saying, like, they're not editing people, which Mm -hmm. has to do with fashion because, like, fashion magazines are... Yeah. Going more towards that, mm-hmm. which is really good, I think, yeah. for the fashion industry. I mean, industry. The, the one industry that I've always seen that's like, you know, is so disingenuous is like the the work working out oh my gosh, industry yeah. and like, or and the self help industry is too pretty bad. Um, where they they're based, they're like one step away from snake oil salesmen. Yeah, and like I've I've heard things where it's like guys you know, they can do like a 30 day diet plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're not, they've never even done the diet plan. They like do these crazy, like, you know, starvation diet thing yeah. to get six pack abs. And then they mm-hmm. go to the photo shoot and then they spray on some water to make it look better. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And like, it's just yeah, like, you know, there's just so much shady things that go on behind the scenes with that stuff. And it's yeah. just like, geez, yeah. like it just, I don't know. To me, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's yeah. like, 
that's yeah i think that's what they're trying to yeah like, like get away from because to me like the, the way i look at it is like if you're that kind of guy who's like say you're that model that just wants to look be the you know to look good to, to look good like that whatever and then you're just gonna you know do the, the quick and easy way but don't live it to, to like get the job done there is some moral gray in that and to, yeah. you know like that would like if I were that person, I would just feel really bad about myself yeah. <laughs> because yeah. someone's going to be there and like believe, you know, they're going to try and do that thing and think they could look like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's <laughs> you like know? the same thing with like editing pictures, too. It's like people think that they could look like that. Yeah. And they're like depressed because they don't look like the girl in the magazine. But she yeah. doesn't even and you look don't like buy that. Their, yeah. You don't yeah. buy their branded supplement or whatever it is that they're yeah. holding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a projected insecurity in some of those yeah. um, fitness and that fitness culture. And mm-hmm. it's being talked about. Um, like, I feel like it's people are being more vocal about it. And being yeah. Like, there's a, and you've told me stories, too, about um, girls you've seen on <clears throat> on some of those, excuse me, some of those sites um, saying like they were doing really unhealthy things to look a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they feel better. I've heard about that being, for like the, the physique competition. Yeah. At least, yeah. At least yeah. in the female genre where they. You got to. Or I mean, just in general, because you're, you're like, you know, dehydrated yeah. legitimately yeah. 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 to I mean, be on stage. <laughs> some of, like to do those contests, it's like at a certain point, it gets to be like unhealthy. unhealthy but like yeah. you have to have some extreme mental fortitude for that to not fuck with you. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm not here to say like to judge. Don't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Or yeah. judge. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they're bad and it's, mm-hmm. you know, in its essence, but it can le- it can lead to like you know mental like eating disorders and stuff but if you if you're like like mentally strong we're like you could do that stuff and then Mm -hmm. after the show you could still be like oh i'm good i could eat it yeah yeah. (laughs) but a lot of people can't do that and then they become obsessed and then that's when it's like unhealthy Mm -hmm. but yeah that was one of the interesting that came up in that i don't want to talk about it book the secret uh was the secret history of male depression Mm -hmm. um they he like lays out in the beginning like kind of just painted the picture of it. And one of the things he mentions is that men for the first time are starting to have same physical or not, not the same similar physical problems. Like where girls have want to be skinny and like develop anorexia and bulimia. Men have the opposite where they need to be hard bodied, you know, so being ripped and having abs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They were showing correlations that guys were starting to have those same like, inadequacies being seen yeah. so like if you weren't you know shredded or whatever yeah. you're, you're gonna be like oh fuck i don't yeah. <laughs> i don't i'm not you know ripped enough right personally i've dealt with that i've uh what's the term body dysmorphia yeah mm-hmm. i've dealt with that i mean maybe not not to an extreme yeah not you know extreme but I, i've dealt with it where like especially when i first started working out it took me a long time to notice. Like, I thought, I was like, no, like, I'm still like. Where you're just chasing it? Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, no, no, I'm still super skinny. And people were like, no, dude, like, your arms are kind of big. And I'm like, no, they're not. And they're like, shut up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like to the point where it seemed like, I don't know, it seemed, it, it was just getting to be too much. And then finally yeah. I was like, all right, I need to kind of step back and yeah. like reevaluate why I'm doing this. And I was like, ultimately, I'm trying to be healthy and fit. I'm not, yeah. I don't, it's yeah, not about how I look. It's, it's, I mean? so, it's so ironic you were saying that because, like, I've been noticing the same thing in myself where it was like when I was first super into it, it was buying like ridiculous amount of supplements. Like mm-hmm. when I, f- at the peak, I think I was spending like $200 a month if I were Jeez. buying it. Yeah. Cause I was just trying everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I read a new article about X and I'm like, okay, I'll buy that. I'm going to try that too. <laughs> right. You know? And then I'll like, all of a sudden I like look at the top of my fridge and all of a sudden I got like, you know, 
mm-hmm. all these tubs of shit right. that I'm like, really? Like I couldn't find out a better way of doing this. Like, yeah. You know, the optimization thing hadn't come into come into the fold yet. <laughs> right. like, ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, ooh, a piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it too. I, I think I have a... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you can do that because I was changed away from that. Oh, no. I just used to buy every... Especially when I worked at GNC. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, it was man. super easy. I'm like, I'm in it. You know, he like, has like three pounds of protein. <laughs> and he thought that... He no, was, wasn't it... Was it more than that? Wasn't I think it like it's, like, it's like a whole like... Jug. It's a big like a, ass tub. It's yeah, like... Yeah. Of all protein. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So I still have it. I, What'd you do? Buy that from like it. Sam's Club? No, for a GNC that had god, it. Dang. It was uh, three thousand calories. Oh yeah. my lord! Yeah. Serving or something? Oh, something is that like cr- a mass gainer? Yeah, it's like mm. an ultimate mass gainer. Jesus, Christ. it didn't work. Didn't even... I mean, so I used it. Like, because the problem um, is they put all the shitty ass dextrose, and your body just gets inflamed, yeah, and you just get. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's and I was just like, it, it just like ran through me. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it. I don't know. I was like. Maybe it works because you, you. I mean, the calories are there. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's like you're gonna gain weight. But I was like, I just feel like there's another way. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I didn't finish. It. I still have it though. I'll show it to you. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, it's huge. I forget. <laughs> That's I forget, crazy. I forget the uh, maybe five muscle text. Muscle text. Okay. Yeah. It. I think it was five pounds. Yeah. It was a lot. But like even before, I had like I had like three different proteins. I had like two pre workouts. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Like a nitric oxide. <laughs> Jeez, you bought that separate too? Yeah. Because like you're was... you're already looking at like each one of those is at least thirty. Oh yeah, no, there's so you're yeah. you're at sixty dollars yeah, easy I'm... or no like ninety dollars. Yeah, no, I'm bodybuilding. <laughs> there's a I spent like three hundred dollars at one point on different supplements, just one order, and I was like, yeah, I didn't need all that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I didn't. I mean, I used it, but yeah, but you do really need it, right? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's been my like, like latest thing because I remember being so into it where it's like I can't miss a day. You mm-hmm. know that mentality. Yeah. And like lately, I'm like, wow, I'm really not like as into it because I'm let because it's weird because it's like I'm less. I don't even get, get give a shit about the weight I pick up <laughs> yeah. anymore. It just kind of like which is good. Like yeah, I don't. I, I just thing. I just know like what I feel like I want to lift and I do like between I don't know six and eight usually and I do like three and I don't even count. I'm just like cool. Right. I check my heart rate. I, I just have the, my my app open, and it's like, cool. That's my a, heart rate's in like the right zone yeah, for the more efficient right, way to do it. right yeah. amount of time, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then yeah. just pay attention to that. And then so like, cool. Like I, I what I honestly pay attention to more in general is like moving certain joints, like especially the hips area, because we sit all the goddamn time. Yeah, especially if you work in an office or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Or I since I drive two hours, mm-hmm. two days a week for yeah. school, like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So actually that's one of the things I fidget like crazy. So I have these, the, like the stress grippy things, but mm-hmm. I have ones that are heavier than your standard. Oh really? I have one that's 60 pounds and one that's a hundred pounds. So I just sit in my car and I 60 pounds. Wait, yeah. 60 in your hand. Yeah. A hundred pounds. 60 and a hundred. Yeah. Just, I just squeeze it as so I drive. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go and grab it. Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> but yeah, they're called the Kings of crush. And they're like, <laughs> he's like crampy. He's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it on it's happened. It's happened. It's yeah. happened. Oh my god! I'm like squeeze. I, I, what I'll do is I'll like squeeze and hold for as long as I can. I'm like no, no, no. Ow, ow. <laughs> That's actually smart thing to do because I always like even when I'm driving, I like pick at my nails and stuff, mm. and that would be nice to have. Yeah, yeah. keeps you practical. Yeah, and it, so the the reason I did that is like I listened to lo and behold a podcast <laughs> of a guy who talk about basically if you're like if you train your grip, that trains everything up the chain. Yeah. in your arms mm-hmm. so it's like if you can make your grip stronger it makes everything else stronger yeah, helps so. with deadlifts it, yeah. yeah i mean yeah pull-ups yeah. all of it so i'm just like cool i'm gonna do that and if i'm like if i can't move 
you know, if I'm driving, I can't, <laughs> I can't do squats while I'm driving, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I just yeah. do something to, to just, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we drive past Wangzul and he's like <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee you someone's tried I, Yeah, I promise someone has Someone's probably put bands in their car so they can like do Oh yeah, yeah. you could do that like with their legs too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, put it under one foot You're yeah. doing band girls yeah. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious <laughs> like, I gotta get my lift in for the day, bro <laughs> yeah, But like, I still haven't been Okay, so yeah I'm gonna say this publicly, so I I, I, I can't believe you did the clap. I know because I I was like in I was feeling myself, so I bought um talk about supplements, but I bought a pre workout and a and a fish oil and a, and a protein, and then I posted online. I'm like, this is the last day John can talk shit about me. Oh you know, yeah, he always tries to say I'm slacking. I still haven't worked out. Not once, not once since he bought it. Not once. When I didn't did you, use when, it. When did you say you were gonna go? This, this was like, was like a months, month ago. Yeah, or, yeah. It was like a month, two Maybe. weeks or a month ago. Yeah, 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 I was I was thinking about that as I was going to the gym today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, Jordan said, he asked me at Mr. A's. I'm pretty sure you still went. No, we went to sushi. Oh, yeah. you went to sushi? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, was, I wasn't I was sure if you said. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. To Mr. A's, then to get sushi <laughs> right yeah. after. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. I'm going to the gym. I haven't eaten at all today. And Jordan's eating probably for the second time. <laughs> I'm like, has he worked out? I'm like, probably not. No, they didn't. They haven't. I think about it a lot. I'm like, man, I should go today. And then I'm like. I know. Mm. Really <laughs> Instead, you write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, you write. No, literally, yeah. Like, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, though. Because, like, so I do the same thing lately. Like, yesterday is as a, as a really good example. I was like, I stayed at work for, like, all day, basically. Yeah. I was like there from nine to nine almost. Jesus. Yeah. Because we have like crazy volume and that it's like project going on. Or something? Yeah, just we have a lot of like high volume <laughs> projects that just have crazy amount of effort to put in just to stay like on top of it. Mm. So it's kinda like if I put if I push it off, it's just gonna push it off down the road. So it's right, like right. I stay late now when I can. Right. Or I'll that stay late later. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. So it doesn't really matter regardless. No. Um so I was like, fuck, I got to go home. And I like wanted to do the uh, one year podcast that I did last night. So I, it's like, I got home at nine 30 and I was like, all right, time to do this. And right. So like, that would have been like, back to like how we were like, you know, it's all about your framework and how you internalize it. Mm-hmm. I could have been upset and frustrated. Like, what do I have to be, mm-hmm. you know, stay like 12 hours at work and right. blah, blah, blah. And been pissed off. And then I could have been like annoyed that I have to do the podcast thing. And it was like, well, right. I was at work and now I gotta do the podcast. Let's do this. I guess like it it's is like, what it boom, is. Yeah. let's go. Right. You know, it's just fun, right? Like, it's just probably how you feel when it's writing. It's like, yeah. all right, you know, you roll up the sleeves, like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier, too, when you're talking about, like, being in a flow state and, yeah. like, doing something that you like mm-hmm. and you don't really care about anything else. Like, it's weird how people have that one thing that they could do. No matter what. Yeah, and then... Or it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, and you were saying, like, how, like, stress and stuff, like, how you deal with stuff and stuff like that like mm-hmm. and you were saying that writing when is you your write de-stressor? yeah <laughs> and it's cool that if that's something that you could do for a living mm-hmm. like that's what you're supposed to do and that's what the book i'm reading like finding your own north star mm-hmm. how you were saying like there's a parallel for everything and it's basically like everything that happens in your life like led you to that point to find the one thing that you love doing mm-hmm. 
which is really cool <laughs> because like even when I think like when I was little I used to love fashion yeah and like I used to my, my parents used to buy me like drawing things like to draw fashion clothes and stuff like when I was really little yeah and then I always loved drawing and then I just kind of like forgot about that <laughs> and then I went to school for social work but then I switched back to fashion and now I've been drawing fashion stuff again which is like weird how everything just kind of falls in like place works out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like drawing is the one thing that I do that is like the flow state where I don't really care about anything else. Yeah. Which is weird how it just kind of yeah. finds its way back. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can tell like, so for me, the writing, we were talking about this the other day. I was like, I was, I was finishing the scene. Um, and I'll be sending it to you soon. Yeah. I just have to, I just want to make it look pretty. It's done. You're like formatting. It's, it's done. Now I just gotta make it look pretty. Yeah. So you guys all have it within the next couple of weeks. Dope. Um, I might take whatever. Happen in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can see we're about to open yeah, the floodgates. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> um, like but, we might want to start the podcast over right. so we can just talk yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be sending that to you and Joe and uh, a couple other people. But nice. Um, I, there was a scene I was working on last week, and it was like it was getting to be like four in the morning, and I was like, I'm just whatever, and I just kept doing it. Like I ended up going to sleep at like four thirty or something. I forgot exactly. What Jesus time Christ! Was, but like really late, and I got up at like nine the next morning, and I wasn't tired. It was because I, like it's weird, and I was telling you this. I was like, um, Alex, this is what I pointed to. Like I feel like if you're doing for me specifically, if I'm writing, I can stay up however late, and I don't feel tired the next morning. But say I'm up like playing a video game or something or doing something else. Yeah. Then I wake up and I'm exhausted. You're like, Bleh. yeah, but like I'm like, I don't. It's weird. I don't know what the reason for that is. You're energized by the activity yeah. of it. Yeah. And it's like you're a stress reliever. So by doing it, yeah. like you're not stressed out. So you're actually relaxed. Because I've done that before. Then you're not too. tired. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like I, when I, if I feel like I'm like playing video games too much or whatever, I'm like, God, I just wasted four hours. Like whatever. Yeah. Like however many times, like much time I was like. Sitting at my computer doing, right. you know, nothing productive, right? right. I'm like, because then I think in my head, I'm like, wow, I could use that time to read a book. Like, how far could I got in, right. in a book that I want to read or worked on editing the podcast or something mm-hmm. like that? It's like, God damn it, right? Yeah. And then the other part of me is like, if I'm feeling, you know, hyper, uh, what is it, criticizing myself, basically, is oh. like, is yeah. like the people I look up to is like what are they doing right they're not gonna waste their time playing yeah. video games or yeah, something that's, that's yeah. what he would say Jordan would say that <laughs> like he feels bad sometimes even going to the gym or even playing his video game because he feels like he could be spending that time writing yeah, yeah. I get it mm-hmm. it's the dilemma that we all face right yeah. it's like you feel like you need to get shit done yeah. like, but you can't give yourself a break yeah. like I'm at, <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm like I want this to happen so bad that I'm like I can just lift when I when it's when it's done you know what i mean like yeah. let me just finish it let's get to that point and then i'll start working out because i can focus yeah. and not be working out and be so like damn i should be writing and then not be in the workout you know i don't mm. like not being present. i almost told myself the same thing yesterday because like i got home and i was like all right what i'll do is i'll grab my weights and i'll be like as i'm thinking about it like pacing the room to mm-hmm. to do the, the one year podcast yeah. i'll like work out like in between things and then i'll do that i'm like wait why do i work out because i'll be like <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be heavy breathing between like <laughs> I'm like what the fuck what's up guys that'd be really weird <laughs> if you just imagine oh, someone's heavy breathing except so the weird thing because I did everything in it's own take I uploaded every segment and then I listened to every segment and I was just kind of like alright let me just hear these like inside the recording back end mm-hmm. and I like played it I'm like wait a minute play the next one Still weird. Played it again. I'm like, did I say, did I start every one of these the same? And I went through it again. I was like, yeah. I went, I was like, 
All right, guys, I want to talk about X. All right, guys, I want to talk about X. I'm like, what the fuck? That's funny. So I had to cut out like three seconds of, I'm pulling back the curtain here, but I right. cut out like two seconds of recording of me saying, all right, everyone. I'm like, what? <laughs> Verbal tics are so real. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just glad I caught it right. before, before you it went it live. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I left the last one because I was like, fuck it. You just like, like it's there. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got four of them out of the way. There's five segments. We're good. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was like, of all the things that I'm like, how did I do that? I'm like, how did I do that? <laughs> five times. <laughs> five? Just twice. <laughs> yeah. It was every single one of the clips I had me say, all right, everyone, let's talk about X. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. That's funny like that's, that you caught it. That's but. like easy to do though. I feel like if you're talking by yourself, because it's not, yeah. like you're not starting it differently with someone else. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just yourself. It's because I'm like in my head, I'm like, all right, so this is this segment. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, all right, so let, like, I, let's, let me hit you with some knowledge and yeah. this, you know? And it's like, fuck. But it just sounds terrible when you're like playing each one in unison. You're like, all right, everyone. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. Freaking mixtape, everybody. <laughs> All right, everyone. It is fun though because I was like, oh I was like the intro. I put it's feeding curiosity's first birthday. I'm like, cue you know round of applause music or whatever. So I had to actually put something in there. So right. it's like this like electronic like <laughs> cheerful music of like, uh, <laughs> and it kind of fades back in. It's like all right. It's like, and I can do that because of the host platform now. So right. you already hear it, and then I'm like, continue. <laughs> it's worth listening to just for the fun's sake. <laughs> And now that you, now that I've just totally destroyed my amazing editing skills, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, you revealed. <laughs> We're back at the authenticity thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. And to me, the weirdest part about this whole thing is that I don't have a boss that says you can't post that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's the that's best like, part. Yeah, I mean, it's the best part, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's just surreal in that sense because it's just like I have this thing that exists, and then it's just literally out in the world like mm -hmm. the world yeah like when i look at the website and i see people that are we have people from sweden it london um there's someone from india kazakhstan kazakhstan um i think we had one from australia or something like that too nepal i think was in there someone from kenya someone Jeez. in a, a country in africa someone found our thing that's Somehow. really cool yeah it's crazy it's crazy that like just to from the website that, that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh but did they can you see like who views not specifically oh not but yet that's cool though to think <laughs> that someone is listening to you yeah i know like in a different country mm -hmm. like you wouldn't yeah even... it's so weird it's surreal and then it's they're super listening weird. and they're like hmm, i wonder who this person is <laughs> yeah right some <laughs> surreal yeah. some suburban kid in the yeah. middle of chicago yeah. suburbs like what the hell yeah. <laughs> that is crazy yeah it's it's such a crazy thing that you know, being like, we're doing this on zero budget, you know, right. outside well, of the effort. There's, there's expenses, but right. right but yeah. like, we're not mm -hmm. a company or anything like mm -hmm. that where we're like, you know, giving money to do this. Yeah. We're doing this because we want to right. kind of thing. And it's just crazy that like it even gets any sort of traction. Like, yeah, you, I keep telling everyone who like even listens. It's like, you know, when it gets beyond like 10 plays and I'm like, people are listening. Like, mm -hmm. once it gets to a certain point, I'm like, I don't know enough. Like, I don't know that many people enough to be able that you're listening to this now. So it's like, right. 
weird. Yeah. So there's this, like, super cool. Though. There's always this like there is this like super curiosity of like I'm like I want to know who these people are and like just what are you getting out of it? Like that, right. that's yeah, like, yeah. you know like yeah. I'm like <laughs> yeah. like or how much of it are listening or whatever. It's just like that is it's just super intriguing. Yeah. And I was like, listening to like again other podcasters they do the same thing where they're like. I know people listen, but it's like when I actually find out someone who says, hey, man, I listened to this episode or like I listen to your podcast. It still feels really cool. Yeah. Because like the, the analytics are terrible still, really. Are they? Yeah. Like we don't get a lot. Like it's not yeah. like YouTube. If you okay. ever use the YouTube backend mm-hmm. where you can tell like how much people are watching, like mm-hmm. where the attention falls off. Like right. they don't have that yet. It's not mm-hmm. built in enough. Right. I, obviously, with like I said, from the beginning, we're companies are putting more money into it it'll those tools will be there right. <laughs> because it just helps advertisers but right i don't know it's just strange yeah. still yeah. <laughs> especially because it's like the opposite of most other media forms where, yeah like i said short form versus long form yeah. yeah and like yeah it's it's such a weird thing to think about that there's people out there actually paying attention to you like this only happened to me once but like yeah. through the music thing yeah like someone recognized me before and i was like so I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'm kind of a celebrity. <laughs> kind of a that's what guy. makes you a celebrity. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. All right, you guys are in the presence of a god. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> you're, you're bow before me, yeah. <laughs> No. Um, so it was when I opened for Pusha T. It was like months later. I was downtown. This was years ago, so I don't even remember exactly what I was doing. I was, I think I was drinking, so I was probably like, what up, dude? <laughs> like, 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 like a jackass. <laughs> but uh, no, this kid came up to me. It's like He's like, yo, didn't you, like, do you rap? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, did you open for Pusha T, like, last month or whatever the time yeah, frame was? And I was like, yeah, actually, I did. He's like, dude, you're dope as fuck. He's like, you did that acapella version. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, you're Dang. awesome, dude. And then, like, follow me on SoundCloud. I'm like. That's really cool. That was weird. I'm <laughs> like that, like yeah, like when it transcends like from the digital to the real world. Yeah, you're like, Whoa. yeah, I'm like that. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. Now imagine that happening to you all the time. Mm-hmm. I know. I can see why people get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Like Rogan said, it was getting weird because like he used to do the podcast like in his house, but like this is really? a long, long time ago. He's been a famous guy for a while, though, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, since like Fear Factor ish. Yeah. And then UFC and then yeah. Com- comedy. Yeah. Maybe comedy first. But yeah. that was more like an underground thing. But right. like general famous was probably X Factor. Yeah. Or Fear or Factor. Fear Factor. Yeah. Why did I say X Factor? <laughs> that is a show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, yeah I know it's a show. But yeah. yeah, like it's it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The whole like chasing fame thing does not have any allure to me at all. Mm. It used to, for me. Like, not in the sense of I want, like, paparazzi and crowds, not that. But the fame, like, I want... It was like I wanted recognition. And this was when I was um, heavier in music. But yeah, this right. was like, I wanted, rec- I wanted people to be like, damn, you're one of the greatest. Account-. You know what I mean? I wanted that mm-hmm. recognition. Um, not necessarily the annoyances that came with it. And then as I <laughs> grew older, I was like, yeah, I don't really care about that. Like... <clears throat> even like with the screenplay things mm-hmm. i'd be completely content if i could just if that if i could just make a living off it yeah and if no one really knew who i was but like you could watch like my like, like if my things movies. came to life you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's really all i that's what i care about you the know creative I mean? side of it yeah that's super like, ironic because that's the podcast that's going live tomorrow is the 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 one oh, we just it? did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, <laughs> I, the title is the creative process yeah ironically enough right. so it's like 
Yeah. It's it's all connecting together. Mm-hmm. Like and that's like what's even more crazy about this is that like all of these episodes with the same people kind of piece together a story and right. a narrative in a little ways. It'll be extremely cool to go back like ten years from now. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was telling you when I think it was the one that you were just talking about, the creative process yeah. or whatever. You're talking about writing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that so, was one with Joe and Jordan mm-hmm. in it together. So I was after he came home from the pod- podcast, I was like wouldn't it be so cool that, like, when you sell the script and then, like, it becomes really popular, people could go back and listen to the podcast about <laughs> you writing it and, like, actually yeah. understand, like, It's like process. we're writing the documentary before the documentary. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. It is. It's, That's such a weird thing. And it's not even, like, yeah. it will be super, like authentic because like because you don't even know at that point that it would have gotten popular yeah because like most of the time it's like after the fact yeah yeah. it's sped so you're like people want to find out well how'd you do it it's like well and then it's kind of like yeah when hindsight's 2020 you're like (laughs) and the story is going to be different because when you think when you're already like famous for it and you think back like well this is how it happened i feel like the story is not the same yeah absolutely you hearing it when it's actually happening that's really cool actually Mm -hmm. that's really cool Damn. That's what I feel like is going to happen with a lot of people yeah. that you have on here. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, all that, of you guys are I think still... that's what's really cool about it because, you know, what I, I even mentioned yesterday, too, is, like, the, you know, a lot of the, the thought process behind it was kind of thinking about people who are famous already or, like, successful more mm-hmm. than famous. But I guess success yeah. and fame mm-hmm. are kind of synonymous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, we hear about those successes, but then everything that led up those six successes is behind the curtain, so to speak. And you mm-hmm. don't and you don't get the nuance or the struggles, like the shitty parts of it or the, yeah, the parts yeah. where they wanted to give up or the parts they were too stressed out. And, yeah. you know, where they wanted to just throw in the towel and say, whatever, I'll just go get a job or yeah, something. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, to me, like, that's what I think drives a little bit of this because, like, we all are dealing with something and we're all trying to do what we think is best for ourselves Mm -hmm. but we don't get a chance to articulate it especially i think there's there's this like weird thing with being in your 20s where a lot of people especially i want to say this might be an overgeneralization but older people not i don't know if it's our parents age but maybe the generation that's like in between or something yeah in between like the Mm -hmm. 30s 40s ish say all those darn millennials don't want to work harder oh yeah those kind of thing right Mm -hmm. where they they just sweep us under the rug and say we're lazy or um what's the word take things for granted, I guess, or yeah. beholden mm-hmm. or yeah. deserve something yeah. before we've actually tried to do anything. Right. Part of my thing was like, it felt like we, like, I couldn't try to do anything because I hadn't accomplished anything yet. You know, like we didn't no, have like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like that part of it. But it's like, when I think about it now and I like get more people on here that are like outside of our group, it's like, wait, we've all really like just to overcome enough to get through school and then be even minorly successful with it. Mm-hmm is an accomplishment in its own right right in just this current world because like i mean like even you're a good example with your fashion business degree where it took you as long as it already has mm-hmm. to get a, even an internship right i mean mm-hmm. that it's a whole different world when like you know our parents could just go to like in you know whatever area mm-hmm. and be you know walk in and by the end of the day you already had like four interviews and a job offer right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> whereas like now you have to have you know five years experience i saw a really funny a meme it was like uh, I just applied for an application that requires eight plus years experience in some coding language. And it was like, this coding language was created three years ago. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's the kind of the example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah like, I feel like it's the opposite too. Like, I feel like we actually have to work harder, especially how you were saying, like, the business. Like, you kind of have to know the business ends of things. Like for this. Yeah. There's so, like, so much know, more nuance yeah, to yeah, everything. Like, you there's so many more do. facets. Mm-hmm. So I feel like millennials and like, not even just millennials, but like our people our age and younger yeah yeah have to like work harder for things yeah people are always like oh he was just lazy but it's like we actually have to do a lot yeah (laughs) it's not just like oh you just go down the block and get a job like yeah because everything is like so specific now and people are going to school for a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and a lot of those things aren't easy to get jobs in so you have to do a lot more standards get raised as things improve yeah like yeah. Like with anything. If something's <laughs> doing well, like, I mean, mm-hmm. there's obviously things that fail. So exclude right. that. But things that keep progressing and, you know, keep moving forward. Well, I mean, like I mean even ourselves, we've evolved a lot yeah. in general with. We have to. <laughs> He's yeah, like, we have to. You were like, if you like you specifically like five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, and then if you were to just jump into this, mm-hmm. then... Dear God, yeah. this so would like, never even... I was not even thinking about it. Right, <laughs> exactly. So there's, like, like growth, yeah. like, exponential growth that happened that, like, yeah. led you. And it, it would be really cool to, like, sit down and kind of, like, pinpoint... Oh, yeah. Like, what... Well, it was weird, because, like, were. before I had Courtney actually, like, recorded the episode, we, like, talked beforehand on the phone, and she's like, it's really cool that you're the one who's, like, spearheading this podcast thing, because she's like, when... I remember you in, like, you know, high school, junior high, or whatever... You were the quiet, shy one. And right. I was like, I was that one. Mm-hmm. That's what they were talking about today. Yeah, we're talking they're about like, Wenzel got like super good at this and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was like, <laughs> it was like really quiet before. And now. It's yeah. really weird for me to even think about that person. Because I know I'm like, at the core of who I was, yes, it, that person is still there. Mm-hmm. But it's like the articulation of, like, it's it's so strange. Because that's like the story I said in the, the one year episode is like, I talked about why I became a reader and I kind of again, pulled back the curtain and shared an authentic story. Basically, like, when I was in elementary school, I was pulled out of class to do reading comprehension right. for the first four grades from right. first to fourth grade. Right. And I, you know, I didn't know what I was reading and I hated reading. I did, right. That was the same with me too. I had to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, it was so strange for me to, like, to even think back to then and to now be this person who loves books the mm-hmm. way I do right. and reads. Um, I think I'm, I checked my Goodreads thing. I'm eight books for the year already. Oh, what, wait, what was your what? goal <laughs> for the year? Already read eight books. Yeah. Oh. What was your goal? You told me your 30. goal before thirty. Thirty. Because yeah. I already re- read eight in the yeah. second month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Eight books. The counting audiobooks though, too. So, but still, that's go. still like, you had to find time for that. Like, yeah. Still. So, wow. I mean, the, the whole point is just to keep exposing myself to more and more information, and now I'm getting to the point where I. So that it's part of the thing that I've been listening to is like, I think Kevin Kettis even talks about it. He's like, the best way to frame if you do anything, like creative outlet or whatever, is to be in service of others. Hmm. And if you say it by that, it's like, you know, if you tell yourself you're doing this because you're in service to someone, is like you're, it's not like, like a slavery thing, but more of as like... Purpose? Maybe? Yeah, it's like a purposeful thing mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm doing this for you, right. you know? Like, you don't, I don't have to do, you know, the extra 10%, right. that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, if you can, like, tell yourself that way, it feels way better. And if you mm-hmm. tell, like, a customer that, then it feels better again. And so that's kind of, like, what helped me do a lot more for the podcast where I'm starting to do the the teaser things and finding clips about it. 
you know, like finding things that are interesting to grab more attention or do the show notes. Because right. I, because I, the way I tell it is like, if I really care about this thing, it's like it, I'm doing that extra work to be of service to, to you guys, like the guest, because like I'm finding something that's interesting that you guys say or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you know, you guys like it makes everybody sound better, right? right. And, like not to be stupid, like it doesn't no, no. like sounding better it sounds bad, but like it, no, it's I, like yeah, it's like a, yeah. <laughs> it's like a snippet, you know, mm-hmm. and and then it's like doing the show notes is there so that it's like people are inherently not going to want to do extra legwork to go search further. So if I can do that, just that little bit of linking things easier and they can go click it and find it through that way. Awesome. Like that, like that just makes it feel so much better to me because it's like whatever little bits, because there's no point in like, there's no genie in a bottle kind of thing. Like if I'm like, you know, hoarding all the gold doesn't help me. It really doesn't do anything, anything good because it doesn't like, if we can't share it with someone else, then what's the point? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think about this stuff a lot. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You can't not think about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're passionate about something, sorry. <laughs> if you're passionate about something, you think about it all the time. Yeah. Or well enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's cool. And you don't get tired of thinking about it. Nope. You know? I just think of all the new things and, like, who else can I talk to? Like, mm-hmm. the, the other thing is, like, I was finishing Dan Harris's book and I'm just like, damn. This guy, because the book is the 10% happier and he <clears throat> basically is like his journey on how he became interested in meditation and mindfulness and then conversely Buddhism and stuff like that. He's not a Buddhist specifically, but <clears throat> I'm like, damn it, he gets all these cool people because he works as a like a news anchor. So he could go and basically like he's interested in their stuff. He reads their book and he's like, I scheduled an interview to talk to this person in, in real life because I was interested. I'm like. That's really cool. I'm like, shit. I'm like, how do I do that? Like, I'm like, do I have to become a journalist to be able to like. <laughs> open doors for sure. Right. Like, this, this yeah. I'm like, how do I open doors with some credibility? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the more people you talk to, though, like yeah. the more doors will open for you. It's, it's kind of just like talking to the people that are outside of the friend group or know other people and just say, hey, this person may be a good person to talk to. I'll set it up. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like how you do it with Claudia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then that could even keep happening. Like how he connected you with Claudia, then she might be like, yeah, exactly. Hey, there's someone else that you could talk to. And then maybe you'll be talking to an author. Like, yeah, right. It just really keeps like, going down yeah. the road. Yeah. Just building a network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. And networking yep. is everything. It if is. you're trying to build something, you need to be able to grow whatever it is you're trying to build. Yeah. You can't, mm-hmm. I don't think I can't think of one thing that can be done exclusively on your own speaking generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of meditation. <laughs> well, no, I mean like trying to build like a <laughs> Yeah, right. I know. That's what I mean like yeah. outside of internal work, you yeah. can't build anything solo. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like how, you, you I say it all the time. It's like the, the, you, with without a book, you don't have, you know, like with a book, it's your thing, but without a reader, it's nothing. Exactly. Right? Or without yeah. a, a movie, if without a viewer, it's what? That's nothing. Yeah, Because <laughs> even if you made the movie all by yourself, you still need to... Someone else needs to, to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Make it for the purpose of people to view it or read it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever the medium is. But to receive it, to get something out of it, whether it, you want it to be, like, specific, like, I want you to learn this. Or if yeah. it's, like, interpret it on your own. This is what I had, but, like, let's see what you come up with. Yeah, yeah. But the point, it's art. It's it's meant to be seen. Not yeah. meant, not... I'm going to get into my like philosophy on art <laughs> but like it's not meant to be sold mm-hmm. it's really it's it's not you know what i mean and 
it's a big industry and I'm just saying that someone coming up to me is like, you want a million dollars? We'll give you a million dollars for the script. I'm not going to be like, no, you stupid. It's, it's not to be sold. I'm not dumb. Like, it doesn't have a price tag. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You scoff at them. How uh, yeah, dare you? Dare you. Rip, you rip the script out of their yeah. hands. And I'm like, <gasps> not dumb. You know what I mean? As you whip your scarf around your neck right. and we'll storm out the room. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe shit. They're <laughs> <But> like... <laughs> Like, like want to see what's under the, the point of it. Yeah, it's not the point. It's just now this is the world we live in. No, I see. I know what you mean. Yeah, like it shouldn't. Like you shouldn't be making it, like art specifically. I feel like you shouldn't make it thinking, how much can I sell this for? Like yeah, you should make it just for like the art of it. Yeah, I mean, love. isn't it just yeah. strange though? Like the jobs that get paid for the most are the jobs that I'm going to put this in quotes, quote unquote, matter the least. So like sports athletes and mm-hmm. things like that. Like their job crazy money they make insane money but the people that like save lives and you know keep the world that as we know it to mm-hmm. to allow those people to be able to do those jobs yeah. mm-hmm. get paid as little as necessary basically yeah. Mm-hmm. which is yeah i feel like i don't know, I, make more money yeah i mean as anyone who works in like that kind of job right to <laughs> like to be legitimately in service of others yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, dude it's so i mean we could do a whole nother podcast. On oh this. yeah, I don't want to go too far. I would love to get John on this one, honestly. Yeah, I would like to see his uh, his point Take of view, which it. I'm sure he's. Who knows? I don't want to speak for him, but yeah. I mean that job is so stressful. Even no matter where you're you're located, you can be in a suburb, you can be in the city, wherever it is. It's still like at the end of the day, shit happens that we don't even hear about. Right. <clears throat> yeah, especially in the suburbs, right? Because we all think everything's hunky dory. Yeah, and stuff happens. <laughs> stuff happens all the time, and it's like it, there's no. I don't understand why they don't get paid more yeah. for what they're doing. And I feel like that'll only benefit everyone, like everyone yeah. involved. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's, yeah. I don't understand it. But, it, sorry, I lost track of what I was saying. Um, but, like, athletes, now, I'm, I, I love sports. All right. I just don't think... <laughs> that they need to get paid as much as they do. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, to be completely honest. Yeah, because, but yeah. I mean, because you're saying that if they, like, pay cops more, it will benefit everyone because then, obviously, they're paid more, they're going to... They're going to be happier. Yeah. So, you're not going to get cops for having a shitty day. Yeah. I mean, you are, but... but, yeah. but sorry to interrupt you, but... But I was saying, but if you pay, like, people that play sports that much, it doesn't really affect... Like, if they love the sport, it doesn't really matter how much they get paid they're still probably going to be happy for doing something that they love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like cops should get paid yeah. more than people who play sports because they're probably paying, they're playing it just for like the love of it. But nobody loves like, I'm going to go out and risk my life. Yeah. But even mm-hmm. if I don't get paid for it, I'm still going to do it. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah. they should definitely give get me, paid more. Give me one second. I want to save this file because it's starting to like, see how it's like freezing here at oh. the bottom. I want to just save this. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. (music) 
you just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.